You're listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Blaze of War TKE, Fate of a Nation, Darm and Great War podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 50mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pants as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, bending to Shoot and Scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy needs a new armoured car. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to wait until the 20th of January to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot, because Adam is taking a break and some people think he's really Santa. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, <laughs> broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England, and I'm joined by my co-host Duncan Dunkelgelb Gosling. Yellow is the new yellow. <laughs> and Lee Safety Stick Parnell. Oh, wow, going back to my old, my old dick day. Yeah, great. Yeah. Do I have to tell a story, the safety six story now, do I? Yeah, no, go for it, just, it, just in case. All wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> this is a PG podcast, Lee, you can't tell that story. <laughs> Welcome to episode 21, the Christmas special. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we are, in the greatest tradition of all end-of-year episodes of TV, going padding. over a year... <laughs> yeah, padding, we are, it's a clip episode, guys. <laughs> it's going to be us cutting marriage. <laughs> right the strike. Um, yep. We're going to be doing a year in review, so we could go over all what's come out this year and what we've been up to, that kind of thing. Um, we're going to have a bit of frothing about Team Yankee version 2. We're going to have your our listeners' questions in the form of officers' answers. And then, as always, we'll go over the events before we have our Christmas pub quiz. <gasps> Christmas quiz special. I know. It's excitement. We couldn't afford Jimmy Carlo, so... Uh, yeah. yeah. Jingle jangle. Well, this is, this is my second gin tonic. Where are we going to go at the end of this? Oh, oh yeah. But the, oh. We, disclaimer, disclaimer. Alcohol is being uh, consumed at an alarming rate and will continue to be consumed for the duration of this podcast. I'm, 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 it's got to the point where I'm going to have to get a notepad and pen to write down when I'm going to have to edit things out. Oh, God. <laughs> this does not bode well. Uh... It's fine till we start getting Duncan ranting like the pros of Brexit. We'll be, we'll be okay. <laughs> it's all good. Everything's good. I don't know what the problem is. It's just an endless sea of good. Oh, me, and yeah. my, me and my mate, uh, what's the name, Suzanne Boyles? I mean, Boris Johnson. I always get those two confused, Bojo and, and Subo. <laughs> yeah, look, like, like an endless year of good, and for the sake of mine and probably our listeners' sanity, <laughs> what a year! Above toy soldiers, specifically of toy soldiers, just it's been emotional. It has it's been, been emotional. So before this episode, we were just going, "What did come out this year?" And in the case, one of us would read some up, and the other one would go, "Really? That was this year?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's flown surprising. Past. It's surprising what's come out this year. So we're going to do it in reverse. I think so. Yeah. 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 It'll start off really good, and by the end, of it will be scratching our heads, going, "Yeah, vaguely." That sounds like right. This. Yeah. <laughs> So I have in my hands what I'm calling World War Yankee. World War Yankee. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's not Team Yankee anymore. It's World War Three Team Yankee. Which so is, is that World War Y? Is this the sequel to World War Z? Well, the prequel. Yes. Yeah. WWY or WW gender neutral? Or is that the modern version? W W what? Yeah, that'll be another edit cut. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile. <laughs> meanwhile. <laughs> back at the point. Uh, yeah. Do you actually have... Have you got the physical book yet, guys? No. Looking at the... 
See, I was no. going to cheat and wait to, wait for a new army to come out because inevitably one's going to come out I want to buy and then I'll get the rule book then. Well, you want the British stuff, don't you? Presumably when uh, it comes out. Not really. Really? Right. Oh, no, you want T-80s, T-80s, T-80s. No, so I want the Challengers and Warriors. What I just don't want is more Chieftains because, respectively, I've got a whole squadron of Chieftains. I don't have to start doing those idiots and sea squadrons and something like that. So, um... So I don't need more chieftains. I certainly don't want. I certainly don't need any CRVTs because I've got a whole medium recce squadron of those. What about I'm, foxes? Uh, I'm oblivion to foxes. Okay. So I, oh, I, can't, wow. I can't see why I want a fox. I got a CVR. I got the. I don't want a CVRW. I got a CVRT. It's like Lee, I want. You know what I need? Less mobility. That's what I need. Lee, <laughs> but what does a fox say? Fine. Oh, it's a top of pop reference. Don't worry. Uh, crashing on the. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like I do pop reference. I'm, I'm a dumb, yeah, I, I'm know. A board I know. I <laughs> know. Pop up attack reference. Uh, pop attack reference. Pop yeah, up attack. <laughs> but yeah, I know. Um, I know what you mean. The it's because it's well, we all know it's going to this kind of free, new free, timeline. Yeah, they're getting like three um, challenges, two warriors, and a pair of MR, MRS. It's like, you know what? I'll just buy the boxes of those when it comes out. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great start if you're starting with British. I mean, yeah, fair enough for that. But I think if you've already got a British army, it's probably one of those things. It's just like, yeah, just yeah. individual releases. That is going to be the only way to get the mini rule book, isn't it? You can't buy the mini rule book usually. No, you're correct. It's yeah. usually in the stars. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm so sure you split them out. Oh no, it'd be fine. They'll be, they'll be on eBay and whatever. But I think I might just invest in the hard the hardback version anyway. Just to I, pr- I probably will do it. Have it is nice. It's it was only what's the RIP like twelve pounds? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more portable because it doesn't have all the army lists for the Yanks and the. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. So it is. It's pretty much the same size as like Ghost Pan. They're not go- even Ghost Pans are the. Um, what should you call it? Iron Cross. Oh okay. really? Okay. Yeah. That's quite a slim line. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's sturdy. It's amazing value for twelve pounds. So what? I was hoping they'd do like the copy of their um, Force Edition like A5 format because that was really quite nice. Uh, found A5 hardback format. I quite like I have, that. I have to say, actually, my experience with the uh, the hardback books as well, uh, it's been nothing but uh, good, to be honest. I don't think I've lost a single page from any of the books I've bought. Yeah. I've got uh, all the middle back ones. In the days, so. yeah. <laughs> back in the day where you buy, oh, no. you get, you get, you get your A4 softback and literally we're in a weekend of fairly intense reading. Yep, that's yeah. it. Yeah, Done. I said. That was it. Um, <laughs> <had to> go <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I haven't got it yet. I probably will pick it up. Um, but you still got to use the older books at the moment, haven't you? Because they're, they're going to go through them as and when. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's all good. Right. But, um, I, I think the caveat for us is the reason we're not all jumping up and down with ecstatic joy is we very quickly when we were playing or talking about playing Team Yankee just decided to use the version for Flames of War rules anyway yeah as the, uh, fate, the fate of the nation we're in, yeah. intrinsically lazy to have to learn the nuances between the two systems yeah, yeah. so for us it's just kind of like the, everyone else is caught up to the way that we were playing it if that makes sense well there's there are some little interesting foibles in there though, aren't they that, that uh, what's the one with the, the tow missiles they don't Stop you losing onto ground. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So they got so in in Feather Nation they remove concealment in version two. They don't. They go yeah. back to being oh. just normal. Which yeah. kind Which of makes fine. sense for um, progression of um, miss, you know, missiles, um, launch rockets, and that kind of thing. So your signature yeah. decreases. That's all good. 
And then last month we had... Uh, is it last month? Yeah, it was announced. 21st Panzer, basically. Yeah, my baby, I've got that. They're basically at the same time, weren't they? Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. It's sat on the desk in front of me as we speak. It's the the same format. It, it wasn't quite as nicely laid out as you had the the mid-war books already. Oh, really? Yeah, so it came like the Czech and... Um, the Czechoslovakian and uh, Polish oh, mini PDFs. Oh, folio in a... Yeah. In a... Which is all good. But it, it comes with all the cards. It's, it's actually quite... I think it's a little bit of a bargain. Because you get all absolutely everything you need, pretty much, in it. Yeah. Right. So, if you were just thinking, oh, I'm, I've got a US army, I'd quite like to have something to face them. Yeah, but the model count's going to be... Yeah. 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 In terms of weird stuff. Yeah, there is quite a lot of weird stuff. And I made an error on, obviously, uh, the composition on the Hodgkiss company as well. Was it, was so, it, were you graciously, you know, notified of that fact? Uh, yeah, it's fine. It, it was, <laughs> it was completely my error. And that, actually, I think it's quite a good one because it now means that you have to take a compulsory artillery choices now in your company, which is Ooh. fine. Well, because, yeah, it's a, um, there are 105 howitzers that can fire a barrage. But they, they're a core platoon in the Hodgkiss company. Oh, nice. So you have to take one if you're going to take two format. Yeah, so it's like, well, okie dokie then. That's quite weird. Is there any other core platoon that you can think of that is an artillery choice? Well, no, I don't. Yeah, I can't think of a core. Some eventies, possibly. Oh, yeah. yeah, they can. Oh, they, they can be quiet, I don't know. I'd have to look back at the book, but uh, from memory, they're the only other thing I can think. And and sort of Panzer Four Ds, if you wanted to go yeah, Panzer Four D yeah. company, but I mean so it's quite it is quite rare. Yeah. Yeah, but this yeah. is, you know, I think this is different in a way because they're not really tanks masquerading as artillery. These yeah. are, you know, armor one side, uh, front armor one, side armor one, zero, uh, top armor zero, self-propelled guns. <laughs> so they'll stop a bullet, maybe. Exactly. Um, but you know it's quite interesting because they come in twos or threes. I think there sh- probably should have been an option for a fourth, you know, fourth gun in the battery from yeah. memory. But pff, whatever. Um, yeah, I think it's quite. A, I think there's, going through actually, and the more I look to the twenty first pounds, the more like it's probably one of the most artillery heavy lists I think you can get. In all seriousness, like you can, there's, there must be options to take it, like in formation or as as um, support options, like five. Five units nice. that can all barrage. Um, I say nice. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's power play. That's not nice. That's going to be. <laughs> I'm I mean, looking forward to that. <laughs> it's going to be all very situational as to how how you um, you know who you up, come up against, for example, if you're playing a game. But I mean, like the the um, what are they called, Ryan and Werfer mortar carriers. Yeah. You now have two sets of those, and they're massive salvo templates. You've got the Integral 105s uh, in the Hotchkiss company. You've got uh, more uh, 105s and uh, 15 mil options in the Panzer Grenadiers. Well, sorry, 15 mil options, uh, 15 centimeter options in the Panzer Grenadiers as the gun company. And then you've got actual artillery and support, and you can take the Russian guns card, which gives you, you know, cheap uh, 122s or 76 mil guns as well. It's quite. I don't know if it's a good thing, but it's something when I was leafing through, I was thinking, God, you can get a lot of templates out of this. I'm not be... sure that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do slow down gameplay a little bit. Well, they're not also not going to do much against armoured forces, of which, you know, there is a, quite a strong um, penchant for at the moment, isn't there? 
you know what? I mean, you know what, what is not an armored force? What's not an armored force, Eddie? The Paralyst for Midwar. No. Segway. No, the return. The return of the recordless rifle. I like that. So much to say. The recordless rifle and an amazing one of the nicest packed products I've ever I've opened in in a long time. I think that was probably the surprise of the year, wasn't it? The Fulshmega and uh, Parabooks for Midwar. Yeah. They announced they announced they were coming at the open day, but I think we all kind of forgot. Yeah, we all kind of like yeah forgot about that. I just think it was just a nice little... Yeah. Yeah, not a problem. It's definitely a good thing to have. Well, that's what I mean. Just like... Yeah, completely forgot. You've actually seen the actual product as well. What what I was saying to Duncan is is they... um, You've got the... The booklet is just a a softback A4, you know, pamphlet type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But they packaged both the unit cards and the command cards inside um, an A4 size bit of cardboard. Okay. When it's all shrinked yeah. together, it's about the same size as the hardback book. And then you open it up and you've got your little pamphlet and your cards are all protected. You know, they're not going to get dinged up in the post kind of thing. Or, or you know. It's really clever. Around. Yeah, it's really, it's really nice. It's, you know, it's nice to see some thought go into the product packaging. And at the same time, it's all just cardboard so you can just stick it in the recycling. Which is always nice. It's good to see. Yeah, there's more plastic for toys that way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's not going to bin, to be fair. It's not like you really throw you apart from the sprues in. Yeah, I'm looking at this big pile of sprues with BMP2 bits on going. See so what you want to do. my carbon footprint. Yeah, you want to do some, uh, you want to do some dug in versions of BMP2s. Just sunk. Yeah. Ah, the waterline ones for our. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Cyanide. The, the Cyanide. Uh, yeah, oh, they'd have to be BMP1s already. Unless you're doing oil wars. Yeah. Got to cut the BMP ones I've built for my Polish in half. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Even more plastic. But yeah, that was um that was a nice little uh return to mid war, I guess, because we thought it was kind of well, we knew like you said, we knew it had been announced the open day, but um to actually have them turn around so fast. Yeah. Like, like little rangers in the night. Yeah. The worst is yet to come. <laughs> Fortunately, we did wake up. I imagine if rangers sneak up on you the night, usually it's not usually a good thing, is it? No, no. <laughs> Fairly terminal. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm looking forward to once I've got the I've got the models for late war. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see how they how they how they do work in mid war. For my uh, paras. Yeah, US paras and glider born. I'm I'm kind of liking the the idea of the glider born troops at the moment. Yeah. I, got, I must admit, I got to pick. I got to pick up the um, American one because, like I say, like you, I've got the paras albeit yeah. unpainted, but I have them, the models. Might as well do something with them in both periods. Yeah. Any problem is I was going to paint mine with the, with the later, the sort of late late war style uniforms, but hey. All oh, right. Oh, you had to get some more then, mate. Sorry. I had to. Yeah. Can't use that. Oh like no. Just, just terrible. Terrible. What problem? First world problems. That is a proper first world problem. Before that, though, the last book was D-Day Germans, if I'm correct. It was, which was an excellent book. Really good. I thoroughly enjoyed that book. Yeah. I mean, I've uh, just finished building my 88 or 8.8 centimetre um, pack 43 tank hunters. Yeah, the cruciforms. Yeah, with the big cruciforms. They are they are really nice kits. Have you done they the pack look lovely. Front? 
Have you done your little pack front, pack front markers for each one? Or... No, none of that. Is it, <laughs> none of that. It's just a man with a massive beard and a huge hunk of cheese next door to him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They just, just, they're really nice plastic models. I mean, if I was being picky, which I can be, the the, the instructions weren't entirely clear as to some little things like where the exactly where the seat for the gun is supposed to go. On his uh, bottom? Yeah, on his bottom, but where it attaches to the gun isn't Did... entirely clear. And the gun were, they on... mm-hmm. were the online instructions better than the ones that came with them? Because I've they found that before. were, but not still. It still just has an arrow to a generic area. Oh. Ah, right. So they're kind of, from the scale modeler in me, because it's such a nicely detailed model, you're kind of like wanting it to go together a little bit better than it does and like the the gunner doesn't really line up with his oh, hole yeah yeah um just because the resin cast gunner is a little bit different from the the scaling of the the gun itself mm. but once they and i was worried about that building it but once i built the first one i realized actually they look fantastic anyway like it's that's that's real nitpicking to get into that level of i've got a question actually from uh the d-day books because yeah. I was thinking about this for twenty first pounds, so there's not the hundred, uh, the, sorry, the eighty eight on the um, hundred five mil carriage, is there in the book? It's only the cruciform or the, yes. the what they right, call it, the barn door or something. It appears in the photo in the twenty first pounds book, but you're right, you can't it actually did. take it, can you? That's correct, because it's in Fortress, but it's in Fortress Europe. So I was wondering if you could take support from Fortress Europe. No, because think... you can take formations, but you can't mm. take support. I'll so have to investigate that further. What is the command card? But use that in the yeah. Yeah, I think it, it was just a question. There's no, no real I, difference, though, is there? I mean, like in terms no, of no, no. Well, forward mm, firing, if that really comes up a lot, but it, it's to be, to be honest. If you use the models and you take the cruciform card, you're actually yeah. doing yourself out. It's making it harder for you, so I can't see why anyone would object. That oh, makes it's sense. A base, isn't it? Well, that's what I mean. It's a large base. It's uh, it's not on a turntable. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I was just going to be going like, well, I'll probably should get some of them because they look cool. They could look cool as what's it? Yeah. Uh, on the massive carriage, and I was just trying to think how they get them in. But having seen your cruciform ones as well, now I was like, well, you know, oh, maybe you I need some. some of those as well. Definitely, you <laughs> yeah. We well, can have they... two platoons of these. Can you? <laughs> in stereo. Look at that. <laughs> stereo yep. bemused. Because I, I was, I was. I've got a bit of a Flak 88 thing. Really? There you go. Really? Have you not noticed? <laughs> you know, is this like your Tiger it's thing? It's on a Tiger, or if it's 88mm on a Cruciform, or it's a Cruciform on wheels. Um, so I was like, oh, I, I, I'd love to have two platoons of the new plastic 88s um, and go to town with the modelling and have them, you know, on the, on the carriages and kind of stuff like that. And I looked at the, the armor list and I was like, oh, you can have two. You can have one platoon of up to four eighty eights, black black yep. thirty six eighty eights, and then you have two platoons of the um, eighty eight take hunters. As well. Yeah. So you have four. But twelve, twelve eighty eights so in total. So you can do camp group Schwaboda for. Uh, you could. Arnhem. Yeah. Because that's basically I mean, was, what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose if you just use the. Yeah. Use the beach defender infantry because that's because for the infantry had Skoda were all confident train anyway from yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good. You're on the the train of thought. Yeah. Take that, Churchill. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Front armor thirteen. 
but then but then someone turns up with just a lot of artillery and you die horribly. Yes, that, that was that was how, how it was in version three. So you know, it's all yes, <laughs> exactly. Rock paper scissors. That's that's what we like. <laughs> no, that that is, but but in all seriousness, that is sounding pretty cool. Stop mm. it. No, that is. That's a nice idea. <laughs> I didn't realise how nice that kit was as well until you sent the. It is. It, it, it's I a mean, lovely kit. To it is a lovely kit. Um, I think it's a little bit more of a scale modeler's kit than the tanks are. If that okay. makes sense. So you just need a little bit of patience with it because it's obviously the parts are a little bit smaller. I mean, it's still a, it's still a sturdy. Once it's built, it's a sturdy war games kit. You know, definitely. Hey, we all uh, built a 1980s Atari kit. We should be fine. Oh my yeah, god, no! That's, that's that's what I'm caveating with. Like, <laughs> you know, I never forget the time my dad, my old man, said, "Oh, can you help me with my uh, my Firefly?" I need to put the tracks on. I'm struggling. I was like, yeah, of course, Dad. You know, no worries. And uh, got upstairs and realised that it was 135th scale and each tank track oh, was an individual link. Yes, individual yeah. end plates. Yeah. That's why I always laugh when people are mad about Plaster Soldier Company, the early Plaster Soldier yeah. Company kits and how their tracks went together. Oh, it's in four bits, is it? Oh, that's, that's, oh no, that's not four, four bits. <laughs> yeah. So, Actually, uh, as well, that that's that's been one thing I've noticed as well is that the standard of the plastic kits generally, uh, it's gone up and up and up. I know uh, that's probably not to be unsurprising, yeah, but yeah. I, you're quite right. I mean, like I said, Battlefront plastic kits now are just, you know, are spot on. I mean, they they, they had a rough start with the original open fire Shermans, but they yeah, yeah. got over that really quickly. I mean, it's fair to say. Well, they realised they're being outstripped by PSE. Well, I mean, to be fair, PSC had got out before them. They came out and they had to learn quickly, and they did. And yeah. And I, I think, think they've overtaken. Well, I think, honestly, yeah. they've overtaken Bastos in a lot of ways. Oh, massively. I mean, you know. Oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. not, that's unfair to, to PSC, but. Yeah, but you look at their M60 kit versus the Bastos Company M60 kit, and, you know, I know which one I'd rather have, even with the price yeah. difference. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's just something unknown, and I'm looking, that's what I'm looking forward to, actually, with the. I know this is a little bit of a teaser coming up for the stuff that we're going to talk about going forward into next year, but certainly the plastic kits are in the, the pipeline or suggested this coming up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So I have to say on that matter. Yeah, there'll be more frothing in it. Yeah, there will. <laughs> Hold here, please, caller. Yeah. <laughs> so to coincide um, D-Day Germans. Yes. D-Day USA. Uh, here we go. Yeah. This, this is the book that got me... Oh, yeah, it got me more than the Germans, to be honest. But be fair, this is a book Battlefront had to get right to get everyone on board with late war, and they did. They 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 nailed it, as far as I'm concerned. I th- I think this has got to be a stronger tender for possibly the best book they have out currently. Yeah. Yeah. Just just I like think the version every- four stuff. Yes. Yeah. Because it's just the variety you've got in it with limited choices, if you like. Um, you know, because you've got what Shermans. And, and some more Shermans. A Shermans with a bigger gun. A Shermans yeah. with a bigger <laughs> But the, the way they handle the command cards, I think, in this as well, as a standalone thing, yeah, is, is by far and away the best out of any, any of the command cards. The command cards for me in this were exactly what I'd imagine them to be in the first, um, you know, the first iteration, if you like, of them. Yeah. Where they're, they're, you know, they had one for every rifle division. And irrelevant and irrespective of whether you take that rifle division, just having that variety. You know, you've got the same foot figures that you can use in, what, 16 different ways? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's a small thing. 
But to have put, to put the time and effort into doing that, I think it's uh, to be lauded. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was well impressed with this book. This was um, this was a bit of a surprise for me actually because I've never really thought well, Americans. Yeah, I probably should do some of them. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, I know there there were some bits that we're currently, you know, but I think that's true of everything actually. In late, well, there's some bits that we know are coming in other books. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, the, the Hellcat thing. Yeah, sure, it was yeah. in the book, but it felt almost, you know, we were begrudgingly saying that just to find something bad about it more than anything. That that certainly it was the kind of well, if I had to be picky, a Hellcat would have been nice, but uh, okay, but it'll come, it'll come. Exactly. I mean that. That also, the the DDA USA is going to be the the genesis of Project Fez for next year. Oh, is it? Yeah. My, I've got to do something mine. My third army, third army, third <laughs> army. Yeah, only my third army. Um, I've only got three, honest, Stacey. So uh, yeah, third third armor division. My third armor division, also known as Spearhead, um, Spearhead, which was my first American tank army from the version three books. Uh, I'm gonna flashback and do them in the early late war um oh, okay so it's gonna be my standard 100 point tank division with probably too much artillery but that's because i like piper cub spotting airplanes oh is this with your um big bad m12 uh m12s yeah ah the m12 operation... tank hunter <laughs> <laughs> operation m12 yeah. yeah, they're quite scary, actually. I didn't realise how uh, horrible they are if you get in the way of them in terms oh, of yeah. a direct fire weapon. Yeah, so that, they, they end up for the lack you know, the fact that you've only got AT-12 on the um, the one platoon. Yep. Um, so, yeah, 100 points of, of US tanks with stowage up everywhere. Bought some more stowage from the uh, debris of war guys to mix with the stuff I'd left from before, so they're going to be properly festooned in gear. Oh. Because your Brits look lovely, I have to say. All that storage was—it works really, really well, cool. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's not cheap. I think it ends up being sort of eight eight pounds for a pack. But I've not found another. When you mix in the plastic stuff that comes on the sprue, the plastic yep. stuff on the sprue is awesome. Yeah, but it's the same three bits. Yeah, yeah as I say, it's limited. Yep. So adding in like the coils of cable and the Hessian netting and that kind of stuff really makes them pop, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I haven't done yet. And the reason they're taking so long is I need to get some matchsticks, cut them down to the right length to do the the running board plank on the front. Okay. Because then I can build the storage up with some green stuff on the front of the holes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right, gotcha. And yeah, one of the guys had it at um, he'd done it at uh, warfare. Yeah, so I used to wait and go to shows. Just get a bit of plastic card in there for for like the wooden plank. Yeah, I and mean, you got a whole yeah. extra area to put stuff on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just makes more sense than having it just kind of like appear like it's levitating or it's, they've spot welded it on as opposed to it just being on the front of the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's D-Day USA. Fantastic book. Um, which came out, was released at the same time as Hit the Beach at the Open Day. Best starter set ever. <laughs> it's just yeah. incredible. How many copies so- do you own now for Eddie? Uh, only the two. <laughs> um, it would have been more had I realised earlier that the M4 sprue is the same for the British as it is the Americans. So had I not already owned a load of my British mid-war Shermans, probably would have gone for a third. 
because for the cost of an open day set is just that little bit more than the five Shermans on their own. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's, you get yeah. a load of stuff, don't you? Exactly. It's just like, oh, I've got probably, you know, probably about like nine or 12 pack 40s upstairs from both from the original open firebox sets and then the two hit the beaches that I bought. Jeez. Um, added in the extra pans of fours. I've got a whole pans of four company that's going to be rolling out at some point. Nice. It's nice. Late war tank. Well, yeah. Once I've got bored of obviously tigers. <laughs> if I get bored of tigers. Uh, well, it's been what? Like how many years been playing with Panzer Four so far? Yeah. <laughs> it's not happen anytime soon, is it? No, I know. I do love Panzer Fours though. They they did they've done well. They're a good solid tank. I, hoping. Well. See what I'm hoping is they'll do. Um, the late war Jays. Oh, with the mesh, mesh side to go. Hopefully, I'll cool. do the mesh as a. If they did the mesh as like an add-on blister. Because the the external differences between the H and the J are very minimal. That's the end. Is it the, the, the exhaust stack or something as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah but they lost it. They, yeah, but go on, sorry. Well, I, I was just gonna say the only that you know they lost something. There's something to do with the exhaust, and they um, they lost the electronic traverse and just yeah. had a manual one. But you know more. No, that's it's, it's it, basically, yeah. It was, it was like I was going to say, they lose, they lose the traverse motor, so hand-cranked. Maybe that's why you just have slow, slow, um, slow traverse. Slow traverse. So it's really have, they'll have limited vision or something in the new book. Yeah, so that was, you know, I'm hoping they do that and then I can get them all going. I mean, I'll get them out and painted anyway. Right, now I've got my um, spray booth up and running. Um, oh, yeah, Fezzagrad. Yeah, it's, it's turning turning the, the kitchen into a tank production facility. It's really helped just speed up everything. Um, you know, like last weekend, I base coated a, a load of M1s. Yeah, because that's one thing I do envy, actually, is the, the spray boost stuff allows you to essentially do coloured primer yep. for any colour you want. And that's why I'm, I'm yeah, struggling so with the sneaky the sneaky Fez review is the Vallejo polyurethane primer good stuff works fantastic over every bare i've not had any problems over resin and metal or plastic um but because it's so aggressive it is a little bit harder to actually do a longer step session in terms of getting the consistency right for spraying no you're right i think i usually find i usually have to do like a mid mid session clean just to get yep. this stuff the flow improver, Vallejo flow improver, does help a lot on that. Also. Yeah, no, I stick a little bit in there, but then um, I get carried away and just put more paint in. So it's, it's, it's a little bit it's kind of like finding my flow. Um, mm-hmm. At the moment, I'm using a just just a Neo as a everything hardcore use and abuse airbrush. Um, I have got an Infinity upstairs still in its box from Salute last year. All right. <laughs> Um, which I'm just—it's just scared of opening because it's a, a very, very nice airbrush that mm-hmm. going to, you know, get more comfortable with my Neo first and then step up to that. Um, but I've also had to use the MIG ammo uh, base coat, uh, Soviet green for my Team Yankee stuff. Mm-hmm. Now that sprays beautifully. 
However, on the slightly shinier um, T72s that have a slightly larger flat area, right? The plastic it did struggle to one coat apply. Okay. So it ended up pulling quite a bit. Um. So I had to go over twice. Now I will admit that. I did the, the, these are the get them done as opposed to get them done super nicely techniques. So it was a fairly heavy coat over the top. Um, but having a look at them, when they dried, the MIG stuff, there's a little bit of layering on there in terms of it was quite a thick coat. Um, but the colour is a lot more matte. Yeah, I've, heard, I've heard good things. I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't have an airbrush myself, yeah. but couple of guys I know, and one of the guys actually did some, I know, did the, the videos from uh, Mick Jimenez. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he, he always swears by it. He said that the modulation kits and everything from them are some of the best colours you can kind of get. Um, yeah. I mean, the modulation on 15 mil to me is just I'll spray slightly less sepia wash on the raised surfaces. <laughs> Adam Cox right now is almost spontaneously combusting. Yeah, of course he is. That. He also paints grey Ferdinands. So... <laughs> That's a good... uh, Cox, put... we love you. Santa's like good books. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, no, that's my little sneaky. And as I get more, uh, I'll write some articles up on it once I get a little bit more sure of what I'm talking about. If that makes sense. Oh, cool. Um, no, it's good fun. So what do we have after or before? Um, before, sorry. Yep, yeah, going backwards in time. Doodle-oo, oh, doodle-oo, oh, doodle-oo. oh! What a lovely Great War. Oh yeah. This is the one we had to actually look up, didn't we? Because none of us could believe that Great War was just this year. It doesn't yeah. seem quite possible. I thought it was like a couple of years ago, but you're right. It is this year. That's mad. So, yeah. I, I, I feel slightly less bad about my lack of progress on that project. Really? <laughs> yeah. Slightly. Uh, yeah, I'm still trying to work my way through my uh, Belgians, to be honest. I've got, uh, I've got some Belgians to pick up with my US and, uh, and my Germans. And... Uh, They've been bumped by other things, but um, again, I'm so excited that was for it. It's just amazing the amount of detail in the book. Yeah, but I think remember. it's going to be that it's going to be one of the things that I think we'll come back to. You know, it'll be like that it's as and when for a small weekend, as opposed to yeah. Well, it's a self-contained thing. It's a bit like Fate of a Nation again, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. At the moment, it's a ring-fenced release of the stuff they'd already kind of got and uh yeah it just brought it all back into line yeah, I our, our problems probably were just too many were just too tread heady uh yeah but i quite like those games when i've played them without actually having too many tanks in yeah that's no, really painful that. isn't it? i totally get that it, and it will be a really good change of pace but we've been really we've fallen back in love with fate of a nation yeah i can't we've deny got, that now we've got team yankee v2 to get excited about Mm-hmm. What are you saying, Eddie? Um, well, let, let, let's do, you know, Great War, fantastic book, amazing products. You know, we, we, we're looking at doing some more of that. And then at the beginning of the year, we had Oil Wars from T, for, for Team Gang. Yeah. Which again feels like it's been around much longer. Than that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to say, because it wasn't really my, my ting, that one passed me by. I, I know we did the review and everything, we, we talked about it quite a bit, but. Um, I don't know. It still felt. Uh, I still was, yeah, it's, it's probably just the the hangover from uh, 
Fascination, to be honest. I think it's one of the things, unless you've got, you know, unless it's your, your cup of tea in terms of being that region of the world at that time, it's, you know, it's one of those things, it's going to lead by, or if you're into the, like, the tournament meta, obviously the Iraqis became a bit of a darling in the tournament scene. But, oh, do they um, really? Yeah, because because you get a, a, like a, a good combination of stuff, and it's all cheap because it's all like you know reluctant train basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. All the gear and no idea kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Didn't realise that. Yeah, hasn't had the absolute granny smashed out of it by the um, coalition air stri- airstrikes yeah. for about well, three weeks. So. <laughs> I must admit, you know, oil wars being in there is nice because it means that I had an excuse to repaint my um, like I said, repaint my uh, Abrams. And do a desert, oh, desert. Yeah. desert US gear list. Oh, yeah. I did the same thing. As much as I was excited to paint them NATO standard camo, now having seen them just get that one coat of desert tan over the top, they do look so much. They look just... very nice, mate. Yeah. They, they, they come really come along nicely, your army. Well, yeah. we all know that everything looks better in desert. It does. It, does. it, it really does. It's surprising. Absolutely surprising. Um, so they're going to be yeah so they're going to be desert and then the British and uh, West Germans <clears throat> Canadians who are just one force because it's just NATO right I mean yep. if you can use one set of dice such as the NATO dice from yep. Dice War, uh, for plug. Force, it only counts as one army is that right uh, I think well, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. We can have allied formations and that kind of thing. So. The other thing is they were they were kind of over there, weren't they? I mean, they were yeah. in West Germany, so it's not like you know, it's utterly implausible. Like Depends what sector you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing the thing that I'm going for really is the fact that I've got all these. I've kind of focused on a different element for each army. So the the Abrams are all yeah the US are all about the Abrams. Canadians have gone mech. Mm-hmm. So they're all about the the, the one one threes and, and and infantry, and eight um, with with supporting light tanks, and so, yeah, like the leopard ones, yeah. Um, and the Germans, the West Germans, are all about Gepards. <coughs> yeah, actually no, yeah. So the Canadians are about ADATs as well. Yeah, the ADATs is bonkers. Um, but the idea is that they'll form a cohesive force for a Team Yankee mega game. No, that's true. They will. So between them, they'll all do, be able to do a little bit of everything. Do you know what sector they were in, Lee, the Canadians? Um, so they are mostly North in, in centre. Um, okay. About, there was always a plan to form a, a southern group around the French. And I think at that point, they would have joined the French as well. And they would have joined the French in the South Ag group. Well, that uh, makes sense, Eddie, because uh, I think the Americans were in... The, were they in the centre in the south? Well, Americans are everywhere, basically. They are, so yeah. Obviously, they have their sector in the centre, as it were, um, along the um, Czech and um, East German border. But also, they had like um, you know, they had forces that were going to fly in, basically, to take and um, back at the Brits in the, in the North Ag. They yeah. had stuff in the South Ag. They had stuff in there going off to Norway, along with the War Marines and the Dutch Marines. So, yeah, the Americans were going to be basically everywhere. Yeah, you're fairly safe, I think, with Americans, wherever you want to deploy them. Yeah. They would have propped up everything. But that's why I decided to make them desert. Um, because also being a massive generation kill, you know, fan. Oh, yep. Those, those desert Humvees. Oh. Desert Humvees, yep. I remember um yeah, Mike Mark saying exactly the same thing. It's all that generation kill desert Humvees. Yep. So you're gonna do the cookie the cookie camouflage on them. Is it cookie dough camo? 
yeah, definitely. You got chocolate to do that. chip. That's it, chocolate chip. Chocolate chip, yeah. Which is quite funny. Growing up, when we go to the military shows, that was everywhere. You couldn't move for having spare. Really? Yeah, it was like chocolate chip surplus gear up the wazoo. Because, um, God, let's get a cover it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but now, it's it's actually gone up in price. It's hmm. it's it's all yeah. It's one of those. You know, it's funny the way that you've got supply and demand in terms of surplus stuff. And the nineties, you know, first era Desert War um, conflict stuff, Desert Storm stuff is all massively raised in price because it's all disappeared. Hmm. So much we've got yeah. binned because everyone went, oh, these are a dime a dozen, isn't it? You know. Yeah, lots of went to like paintball sites and you know that kind of thing, and now it's all all dried up. It's because the Americans dropped it fairly quickly after Gulf War. Went to that, yeah. went to that, it went to that later stuff with the, the green swatches on. Because it's not yeah. actually that good desert camo they found. No, but it looks awesome. It looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, my guys gonna be rocking that for sure. That's why you, know, you suddenly see loads of it everywhere. I mean, but most of it gets like goes off to various. You know, um, allied nations, that kind of thing, yeah. and the FMS support. So that that's 2019 in review. But what what a load of releases! It's, that yeah. is a lot. Of, I mean, that's a what lot I was trying stuff. to say about Great War and the fact that I wanted to get all wars in there because we're going to get distracted. But the speed at which stuff has come out, I remember when when Battlefront announced their their release schedule at the end of 2018. Everyone was bemoaning the fact there wouldn't be anything, you know, oh, it's going to be take forever. I've got to wait till 2020 for my Brits and that kind of thing. But how how do you keep up? Yeah. That has been a real problem for me this year. I Even mean, like, slower to... pace, like. I can't paint that fast. It was one time I would been all over this, but these days, you know, kids and stuff like that, it's like, I, I just can't do all this anymore. Is it yeah. us? Is it, is, is it that we're, you know, life has just got more for us, or is it just the fact that the, the releases are genuinely bigger? Um, I think it's a mix. I, mean, I think it's, it's a, yeah. There's definitely issues. a... No, I was going to say, there's definitely a combination there. I don't think it's one or the other. I think that it's, it's probably contributory factors from both sides. But I think the other issue was, like, say, Games Workshop stepped up their game. Also, I'm going back and doing a bit of BGW stuff. So, yeah, so the year Nautica and that kind of thing. I must admit, though, looking at the actual releases, the old version three format of doing the the smaller books, three yep. of those, you know, to then go in a compilation. Whereas these new ones are kind of a halfway house, aren't they? They're, mm. they're, so I think they're like two and a half folio books in one. Yeah, yeah, they are. I, I think the other thing is, I mean, how many releases are that in terms of not just yeah in books? Is that six? It's one every two months, roughly, right? Yeah, that's, that's, it seems to be every other month. Every other month you have the major, then between you have the minor. <laughs> bits and pieces and i think we'll see that more going forward now that they've realized that the the card pack pamphlet idea is viable 21st panzer is is, is a seller i think that's going to propagate more that you'll have more of this mini you know pack of cards pack of command cards and the pamphlet for xyz specialist force and i've got i'd like to reiterate as well i've got no problem with them doing that and uh coming back around to it as well and even be it being direct only well, I mean, it, um, it just stops. It stops the twenty-first Panzer from being in the D-Day Germans book, 
which means a newbie picks it up and goes, what, what the heck is this? This is confusing and weird. None of this looks like the World War II movie version German army that I want to play. Well, it's not great for a start. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Pat. Um, but no, it, it does, it, it prevents that, uh, what do you call it, that uh, gate of entry, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You don't have people looking at it going, I don't know what any of this is. Very and, cool. and we are, yeah. It's a bit of a segue, but speaking of pattern, um, I found a very interesting podcast. Um, which I think is... what the pattern do actually stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. damn. That, that, that might be old episodes. <laughs> Sorry. It's called World War Two Service on Celluloid. Okay. Um, and it is produced by Tom Hanks. American? No, it's um, oh. one. It's an American World War Two museum. And really? they go through cool. military movies and talk about, for about an hour, talk about how historically accurate they are. So not very. That's a lot. Well, a lot. lot. But they, they, they do the goods and the bad. They, they're oh, quite... is, is it a Battle of the Bulge episode? I've got to listen to that. <laughs> uh, well, here we go. This is Valkyrie, Pearl Harbor, Operation Finale, From Here to Eternity, Down oh, that's cool. Bridge in the River Kwai. April 9th, The Dirty Dozen, Catch-22, Tender Comrade, The Pianist, Story of G.I. Joe's, Grave of the Fireflies, Bridge Too Far, The Monuments Men, Kelly's Heroes, Mr. Mrs. Maniva, Casablanca, Run Silent, Run Deep. So there's great films. There is Patton. That's on wow. there. Fire of the Sun. Music. Uh, a League of Their Own. You know, technically. Boy, James Corden. <laughs> Great Escape, Tora, 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 Fury, Midway, Shinders. Oh, there's there's loads. Coming... Oh, there's there's, like, cool. there's absolute tons. Oh, keep They're coming guessing. out of more every, what's the release schedule, like once a month, twice a month? Oh, I might have to get on that. That sounds yeah, quite no, interesting. Yeah, I recommend it, guys. I, mean, I, I, I tend to listen to the first half and then fall asleep with it set to record and have to go back and listen to the second half. Um, but there, there's an interesting mix of people and they've got an interesting views. Uh, it's so Fury in there. Yeah. Instead of us. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Oh, that's really bad, nice. Bad segue. That was no, no, that's fine. Just uh, my mind about pattern. What are we talking we'll about soon? Then we can laugh about it. The portfolios and the barrier to entry for guys, and the fact that the oh yeah, are not being in the yeah. moment isn't it such a bad thing. Yeah, you no, it's not. It's not really. It's it's just it's one of those things. I mean, the, yeah. I can see why they did it, to be honest. Um, I mean, like, <laughs> if they come out with a glider pamphlet, which has nothing but glider assaults and how to use your amazing plastic gliders, you know, even I would have to eat my hat. <laughs> at Phil Yates. Yeah. At Phil Yates. At Santa. Dear Santa. Yeah. I've been a very good hobbyist this year. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's, I like the mechanic. I mean, it is something I think they've, they've tried and it's, hopefully it's been successful. Yeah. Because there's lots of cool stuff. You know, people have always clamoured for things like, you know, naval infantry. All right. Yeah. Well, we can come back around to that. You know, it just gives them options as well, which is never a bad thing. You know, we don't have to wait for a redone book. It's just, here's a pamphlet. Yeah. Here's all the cards you need. I mean, like I said, the 21st Panzer thing rolled up with absolutely everything you need. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it's limited. It's not massive. It's not a whole book, but then that's not what you're expecting. So... I think the expected thing as well, I think that now that we know the scope of the, that they're going to go to, 
which I think for the average hobbyist is going to be enough. I mean, you know, the the if you want to get into the really nitty gritty and the bloody order of battles and stuff like that, I mean, this is this Flames of War isn't a game for that. Uh, 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 uh. It oh, is. Yeah, you can do it. Kind of I'm going to disagree with you. It, all it takes is research and some uh, and an open mind. Okay, to be limited to the orders of battle. Yeah. There we go. So yeah, I mean, you don't. Ha- it it goes back to how do you want to play your game? Yeah. And that really, you know, as far as I'm concerned, is a is a, a good thing. You know, people people who are new to the hobby, if they're coming in from a you know, how can I put it politely? From a system that may not be based in reality. What, like Team Yankee? With elves. <laughs> uh, like the elves. But... They have ADATs, they have super weapons. And orcs. Anyway, uh, if they're coming in from a system like that, then it gives them a, you know, it lowers the venture barrier of entry. Yeah, but definitely. I think. Which is only good. It is only good, and I think it still allows people who have been in the hobby for a long time, as long as they're willing to put, you know, some of that thought process in themselves, they can still do what they want. It's yeah. not going to. And the other thing is, like, if you don't want to play with points, I mean, if the points are wonky, you don't like them, don't play with points. Yeah, I know. Just put you want what you want on the table. Recreate some historical, uh, you know, actions if you can find them. There's the the only limiting factor is is how you want to play, and if you know. I still think it's a good game for that. Like it gives you all the tools, but actually, I think V4 has done. We've talked about this before. I think V4 has actually um, changed that. It's made it less prescriptive. Yeah. Does this but, mean I should eat crow about the fact that at warfare I, I went with the wrong mindset and was a complete knobber? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> you, weren't a, you weren't a complete knobber. No, I, know. I was a bit mardy though. You were mardy. Yeah. And was you know, it's mardy about marders. You're mardy about Mardis, which, but that that that's it's a, that's a tough one as well because we, I mean I know we talked about it, I don't want to harp on about it, but it's one of those things where you've played many games. Yeah, no, I get that. So, but it's it's, it's a tricky one. But then again, it's 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 self-governing. Yeah. So the only person who can change that, Eddie, is, is Eddie. If you don't want to play that, don't play it. Or don't worry. You know, I get my revenge with my. Uh, I know. Do do do. Eddie's flipped. He's gone all uh, falling down. Bloodshot eyes mode engaged. Yeah, he went in for a breakfast at uh, five minutes past ten and got refused, and that's it. <laughs> so he's going to get M seventy two law out at some point and shoot. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh. Just yeah, these are my M ones. Edward playing mid war. Yes, these are my M ones. <laughs> yeah, with a twitching eye. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it is one of those things I mean you proved it as well with your marine list I know you haven't done it yet but you can still do stuff you know if, you, if you're going to wait oh, for crap, Battlefront don't say that Tacey doesn't know about the marines <laughs> I, I mean yeah, no I meant the marines yeah um, but it's it's one of those things it's like you know if you want to wait I mean Battlefront we just said that Battlefront's release schedule has been bonkers this year in terms of we can't keep up and yeah. some people can't keep up and yet if you're going to wait for the official stuff to land, you're probably going to be waiting for a while. So That's true. If, if, if you have that niche thing. Yeah. You'll make a choice. Either you're prepared to wait for it or uh, find a decent analogue. Yeah. It's all good. It's all games. It's all war dollies. All about the war dollies. It is. War Speaking dollies of war dollies, 
I wish there was a, like some sort of clothing that I could purchase that would just pay my head. Is 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 there not? Oh, what was this? The Teespring breakthrough assault. Wow! Yep. Look, there's a whole range of fantastic clothing. This is more modelled by Mark Goddard. More gaming wearing clothes is definitely more socially acceptable. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> and especially clean clothes. Clean clothes, yes. Clean if clothes for the wing. If, if you don't have a washing machine, just buy new clothes. Yeah, that's 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 a legitimate thing to do. Well, I've actually yeah. had to do that. Our washing machine's broken. Oh, really? Oh, God. <laughs> we're, not get, we're not getting one until uh, until after Christmas. <laughs> Is that a January sale thing? Well, yeah. We're in that awkward period where everyone puts their prices up to above what they would be normally so that they can slash them massively for the January sale. I just did, oh, air, yeah. I just did air quotations. You can't see those. Um, oh, you're waiting for the Christmas Gooch period, aren't you? That's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we have to wait for that to actually, you know, get a decent price on a new one. Can you not go down the laundry like they do in EastEnders? Well, I'm going home, so I was just going to oh. my dad's one. Be blasting the bar past. Fair enough. There you yeah. go. But anyway, yeah, buying new clothes. I am super excited for my Battlefront. battlefront. Uh, my Your breakthrough break assault. Oh, what was that? We're not part of Battlefront. Yeah, apparently not. That's an- another public service announcement. Yeah, well, oh, well, we, we don't know anything. We don't. We don't. We, we literally don't know anything. We know very little. It often yeah. shows. Yeah, I was going to say it's not exactly like we hide that under a bushel. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah. we 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 genuinely don't know in advance. So we're going to go through the officer R stuff, but we genuinely don't know what the the long term aspirations of Battlefront are, other than to provide us with cool toys. Yeah. Uh, honestly, uh, outside of that, <laughs> no, we we can wildly speculate and often do. Um, yeah. My only that, hope we'll... is that if we moan about something enough, it will get fixed. Uh, Which is why I keep going on about glider rolls. Oh, just God. Say, I mean, you know, Jeez. having just yeah. said that you should take ownership for your own hobby and make the game the, the game you want to play. Well, you know. Love glider rolls. We've got glider rolls. Glider rolls in the US book, aren't they? Yeah, but no, no lists that use them. Do the, do the glider guys not use the glider rolls? All right. Oh, the, yeah, they do for the one mission, but okay. but but they're not German. I see what you're saying there. So certain like um, Olshi Mega kind yeah, of yeah. horses. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Well, <laughs> hey, I think I've played a historical war game, and they didn't do any of that in in the, in the mid war. So. <laughs> oh, touche! Oh, he's got you there, Eddie. He's got you. Actually, I'm waiting for him to tell me he actually did, because to be fair, they they did they did. They that did. Break. Tunisia, yeah. Yeah, they did the raid in Tunisia. That was in the old books. Thank you very much. And wasn't there one in the eastern front as well? I just they interesting. Did supply uh, drops. Yeah, they, I don't think it was a combat drop, but um, yeah, they would. Uh, they resupplied Stalingrad by glider as well. They loaded it all up with ammo and stuff and just crashed them in. Oh yeah, that was the Herman Goering pro- uh, uh, promise, wasn't it? I've just been listening yeah. to a podcast series, and that's uh, pretty good. And they, the, yeah, it was something like twelve hundred tons they were delivering a day. And they were yeah. going through like three and a half thousand or something. Yeah, did, did you know that one of Hitler's um, adjutant generals uh, changed his diet, apparently, to the same calorific intake as the soldiers in Stalingrad? And he lost 26 pounds in two weeks. Wow. And then it... apparently he was ordered to re- yeah, return to a normal diet. So they are, but that's there next year. Next year's hot celebrity diet is. Exactly, <laughs> the Stalingrad diet. Are you doing the Stalingrad? Oh, yes. Yes, that's fantastic. 
<laughs> yeah, you see, uh, you see Sven over there. Yeah, he's shooting at me as well. Uh, yes. So what's lunch today? Um, this, this, this half-starved oh. cat so far. Oh, <laughs> you're on the hardcore Stalingrad diet. Yes, I've lost five kilograms and three fingers. Yep. <laughs> Apparently, they killed their last twelve thousand horses on Christmas Day. So there you go. You got to have horse for Christmas. What, like a Tesco lasagna? <laughs> Correct. Yep. <laughs> Findus, Findus Christmas Day dinner. <laughs> Guaranteed uh, not to have been touched by human hands as well. Finders nebbled worthers, the worthly versatile. Yep. Oh, no, you can't knock blooming potato waffles. Oh, potato waffles. That's Jeez. the foundation of my, of my, of my childhood. Carbon. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> That's what makes Britain great. Great big piles of fat. <laughs> I wonder... I wonder what the if you put like four of them together, would that make a temporary uh, artillery template? <laughs> Probably. That sounds like an article for next year. Improvised yeah. gaming. Because there's that picture of the guys in uh, Desert Storm One who are playing a game of 40k with lots yeah, they are, of they? Yeah. measuring dipstick. Pun. Yeah. The, the tank dipstick. Oh, okay. The T55 as a measuring stick. Yeah, you could definitely do that with potato waffles. Salvo yeah. template might struggle, but I'm trying to think what you could use. Yeah, you know, loaves of bread, slices of bread for a salvo. Yeah, there you go. That'll do. Just just make a sandwich. You're never going to use the thing. Nah, it'd be fine. What potato waffles and bread? No, no a salvo. I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, who's going to use salvos? It's like keep out zones. <laughs> I'm just going to hit that quarter of the board, and uh, it's secondary my troops get anywhere near it. I can't actually shoot it, so. Was, who, who was it that was putting a list with two batteries of six? I'm sure someone was. I looked at it and went, oh my good Twelve lord. Twelve Nebelwerfers. Yeah. Worth the Nebel. Yeah. To be fair, it's like a secular yeah. table no one's going near. Not your guys. Exactly. Your guys. Scorched earth. Yeah, absolutely. Get out of my territory. Speaking of territory and, and oh, Nebelwerfs, um, and salvo templates, and the fact that I realised that the uh, the hail rocket launchers were late war, or was it six seventy six for fate yes. of nation? They've now gone green for my Polish for Team Yankee version two froth. They're very good as an option, even in Team Yankee because they're cheap as. They are, but I've got Danes as well. Uh, one or both. That's Leeds usually. I mean, I think you do need, actually going forward now, as a Soviet or, or Warsaw Pat player, two artillery templates is going to be, mm, not compulsory, but certainly going to be a strong yeah. choice to bring. Yeah, they're going to be cheap as chips. And, you know, I think you're going to invest, what, less than 10 points? And it basically goes... Five. Yeah, but you've got to take the Danas as well, which is six, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so but that, that's fine. You gotta have diners. Well, if you can take diners, you gotta have diners. Uh... Yeah, the diners yeah. are hardcore. I, just can't, I need to actually find the models. That's the problem. But that, but that gives you. That basically says, dear Milans, don't set up and stay there forever. You're gonna have to move at some point. Yeah, not today. You definitely need an observer, though. I think as well. They got a little BMP one. Yep, that's what you need. So he's, he does get the plus one to range in. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, that's stayed. Got to remember that. Cause you don't get that in Flames of War. No, that's, that's, no. It's, it's nice. It nice reflects the fact you know modern observers have a, have a lot more equipment available to them to um, 
even in the eighties, they like, call this stuff in. So, well, it's a dedicated vehicle and everything, wasn't it? It's not just yeah. a man with a radio. It was, and they yeah. got like laser rangefinders to get accurate, yeah. uh, you know, positioning data. I mean, even the Americans, I think, even had very early GPS at this point, like in their tools. Oh wow, it. really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the constellation's live in the late seventies. I'm just going to look up now to one thing about. Well, that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, so it's, it's, so we are very much on board with Team Yankee version two. But like I say, we already had been from Foan, so. Well, there was nothing in Foan that that didn't just make the game better. So. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> it, it's it's presumably going to have a well. There's definitely going to be a meta shift. There's got to be because there's some, been some tiny tweaks, but they've been significant. And I think the other thing that the um, the new timeline and stuff's going to bring forward is is the better Soviet tanks as well, which is going to make life interesting for the uh, for the NATO forces as well, dealing with lots of cheap stuff, but also some high end, yeah, Gucci stuff, which they've not had to really do before, have they? Lee? Well, not really, because you haven't really got T sixty four is about as Gucci as it gets for the Soviets, and yeah. it's it just doesn't have the front armor to really stop the missiles. But it's better at doing that. This gun is no better than the T-72s, but it's a bit more mobile because it's got the advanced stabilizers. But, you know, I would generally be more about a whole bunch of T-72Ms and a few T-64s. However, don't go expecting the T-80 to have, you know, a better rate of fire. I can't, because I think it's it's auto-loaded the same as the T-64. So I can't see it having a massive boost in rate of fire or anything like that. So actually, this is a good opportunity. We wildly segue now into... 2020 wild speculation. Oh, I think that's what part of the first two frothings going to be, but yeah. 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 But, so, um, yeah. so T80, T80's in, right? T80 needs to be the T80U because it's got the, the um, Connect Contact 5 um, armor. It, look, it looks really cool. Mm. It does look really cool. So, we're going to finally have thing. something that used the era rule in the, in the Team Yankee after having yes. it put away version one. So I guess the, the first thing to say is go to Battlefront uh, website and post social media page and look at the, is it the teaser video they put up? Is it a video? Yeah. No, it's yeah. just an article. Oh, yeah. just an article. Yeah, yeah. they, they, so, they realise that watching the video is quite annoying sometimes. Pa- passive? Anyway, um, so yeah, go do that because it's got a load of stuff that's coming up and, and um, yeah, it will, whilst it hasn't yeah. got any rules or anything or anything like that, it's still got um, lots of pretty pictures of it's actually got. Stuff. A lot more pictures than I was expecting. Because I thought we might see yeah. stuff of the Brits, maybe the Americans in Team Yankee. We see a bit about the British for World War Two, because the next World War Two release. But actually, yep. it's got pictures of pretty much the entire year's content. So, not only do we have the British in Team Yankee, we have the Americans and we have the Soviets. And not just one photo of the Soviets, but pretty much all the new stuff that's coming out, apart from rocket launcher. The bit I missed the first time round. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen this, is the fact that they've announced they're doing a partnership with Revel. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Oh, I haven't. Yeah. So this is what Pete, Pete alluded to us the open day, saying they were looking to try, they weren't going to do new aircraft until they found a plastic manufacturer they could work with to do the aircraft for them. Ooh. And I said at the time, well, look, you've got the likes of Revel have a whole range of 100s, because I got, I got their um, Blackhawks and Hines waiting to do stuff with for Team Yankee. Right, and so they got a whole range of one one hundred aircraft, and if you want to go one one you know one forty four for the air uh, you know the fixed wing stuff, then Ravel have that. There's a whole bunch of manufacturers that do, but now they're saying, yep, yeah, that's actually now a thing, and we're going to do it with Ravel. Um, whoever. So, that, so that's a joint they, venture. 
I think so. I mean, it's just like basically, I'm guessing they're going to either rebadge some Ravel kits or. Um, well, it's no different to what Italiari have done with Warlord. Warlord, exact, exactly that. Yeah, that's the one thing I was trying. Yeah, that's still pretty cool, though. Yeah. I, 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 yes, some of those it kits. It makes are, sense. It'd be interesting if they do new kits because some of those kits can't. You know, they're, they're scale models. They can be very fiddly and not terribly great for wargaming. That, that does make sense, though, rather than going away and making your own. Definitely. Own, Models. Well, if someone's already making them, yeah, yeah, work work with them and just, yeah, it's not concentrate on the other stuff that doesn't exist. It's remarkably smart. I'm, I'm, it's, it's really good to see it. So, I, I didn't pick up on that at all. I must have completely scooched over that. But I did as well. Until someone cool. mentioned it on the Facebook group. I was like, what? what? Yeah. And the other thing I missed the first time I read for it was their um the helicopters coming. They're um they got obviously they show the Apache helicopter. With yeah. The American yeah. Book. But also they're going to have resident metal Chinooks and hips. With eight hips. And if you look at the page now, there's pictures. Yes, they appeared. Yeah, they were, they, right, I'm not going mad. They weren't there the first time, were they? No, I missed them. I, I didn't see those the first time. And now they're back. And there's a great big mm. Chinook and a great yep. big hip. And uh, <gasps> There's going to be hips. Yep. Yep. Hip <sighs> now they stay as specifically made terrain pieces. Especially, especially made to rain pieces. The hips? Yes. But, both huh. the and the hip. But I'm okay about that. I still mean, they could still possibly, and I'm going to go wildly and speculate now, have a rule impact. Because if you're using a transport helicopter, it's really only going to be a terrain piece because it's going to literally fly yeah. on, drop its stuff Locked off, down. fly out, or Crash. get shot it's down shot horribly. Because the it. came around the corner and hosed it with fate and Radon. But yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's quite cool, though. Yeah. But certainly, you know, even if they do release them as a terrain piece, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to do. Some, I'm going to bash out some rules from these, and we're going to oh, use all the games. To, um, you know, yeah. If there's going to be rules for them, that, that if, even if there's, that's, well, so that's I'm going to write move. rules if they don't. But yeah, it's just a... but that would be really cool. That would be a new way of doing stuff as well. To say we're going to write specific rules around these terrain features that you can buy in your army. Yeah, that's that, quite a cool, cool idea. Yeah, well, hopefully. Hey, I'll bat for another. Ooh. Just give you that one for free. Just screw you know, yeah. with it. Oh, man. Yeah. How cool would it be? be like if you bought, you paid X amount of points, you can deploy it in your deployment area, then every other turn it disappears and then arrives again, and it gives you X amount of reinfo- like reinforcement rolls for infantry units until it's shot down. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, it surely opens the door for things like the mega um, hovercraft and stuff, because that would be the same principle. Man, but oh yeah, that's, that's gonna be a big terrain piece. That would be, that <laughs> no, would be fantastic. But you wouldn't even need the whole thing. Isn't that the you could just have the front end? Front, I see what you're saying. Yeah, just have the front yeah. end. So, yeah. Because you're saying it's not a model anymore. You're just saying this is yeah. Ooh. Terrain pieces where stuff enters the board. Yeah. It's not saying. I mean, it could. That's be really cool. It's gonna literally be a terrain piece, and that is it. Yeah. Yeah, but wild speculation. I know, we can speculate all we want. You know, we're actually writing you this, or so have to try and you know, budget it or anything. So, <laughs> oh yeah, we don't want to budget before it. That that would be a bad that would be a bad business decision when the day that was done. So what I want to do is I want lights on it. Yeah, lights that work. Yeah, I to fly in three colours. Yeah. <laughs> I think the big thing for me actually is one that's um, is actually they're doing a Team Yankee starter kit. Oh yeah, because this is something you've always you've always um, pointed out is, has been kind of absent. 
Yeah, it's just two sides can get and have a decent sized force. I'm not quite sure how the armies. I was looking at the armies they're showing. I'm not quite sure how it works as legal forces, but as a start, I think it's fine. Um, do, you, do you think it could be one of these spot starters that actually is two starters? So you and your mate buy one each and then you swap the two halves? It could possibly work. It's just a little bit bitty in how it works, kind of thing. Because, like, um, okay. for example, the American forces, a HQ Abrams, a platoon of two Abrams, a platoon of two M60s, 60s. and a platoon of two yeah. um, Bradley Scout vehicles. The Ooh. Soviet one's a bit better because it's one of the T80, a platoon of three T80s. Two three sixty fours and two BMP IFEs. Sorry, BMP three IFEs. Yeah. But as a start, you know, you could get, you know, you throw a couple of boxes up afterwards on then when the starter sets or something, it probably bulks that pretty quickly. So But it's just nice to have that. You know, just so, so people can pluck it down and have yeah, an you and your mate rather than start. just a couple tanks basically. Yeah. I mean that's always been the thing, isn't it? If you, you genuinely you get sucked into these kind of um things because there's someone else you know that wants to have a crack at it mm-hmm. yeah and just having that that kind of well if we get this between us and split it it's blurp amount of money and we can give it a go then it's, it's yeah. got to be a good thing for getting people to, to pick up the rules yeah and the other thing we've got is the american a few of the american releases shown so at, so let's say apaches are in they do that good they do look good it's like it's gonna be interesting how they differ to their um Cobra. Cobra in terms of the rules, because obviously the Hellfire is a much bigger, is a bigger, heavy, hefty missile than tow. Yeah. So this is going to be a bigger anti-tank. It's got a 30 millimeter <clears throat> chain gun rather than a 20 millimeter Gatling, so we could probably see a heftier shot, maybe lower rate of fire. I reckon it could I really... possibly have a, like a hind-like save because there's a lot of um, features designed to keep it flying. Basically, it took a hit from the 23 millimeter. I really hope it gets parabola fire on the hellfire, where you can mm. sit behind a wood, and as long as you've got a, a is it little birds that they usually use the Iroquois? Uh, well, the Kiowas, what the, the Kiowas, that's it. Sorry, H fifty sixes, yeah. Yeah, and they can they basically paint a target, don't they? Yeah, they just lob the missile into the target. Area, yeah. Pop up, fire shot, lob, and drop back down. That'd be but really I, cool. I, yeah, I think we'll probably. Unfortunately, I think we'll probably just see them just a hunter killer, maybe. Um. But even that's going to be cool. Cause I think this weapon system alone is going to make it like a pretty hefty beast. It's going to be expensive in points, surely, because it's going to be a oh, yeah. massive... Oh, def- yeah. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, we've got a preview of the Bradley. Long-awaited Bradley is finally in the game, which is great to see. <laughs> um, the cover art shows the bog-standard 1980s-style one, and then the uh, model preview shows like the 1990s up-armoured version. So I'm Ooh, guessing yeah. there'll be options to, do, um, to build both in the kit, like the Warrior. Well, that'd be cool. And also they've got the 120mm armed Abrams as well, yeah. so the M1A1s. So yes, that's... the big boys. Yeah, so they, I reckon those... I mean, an IPM1 is nine points already, so it's fair to say those things are going to be at least as expensive as a Leopard 2. Because they'll yeah. have better armour, worse skill, worse motivation, but the same gun and better, better mobility. So that could, that could be interesting how that stacks up. Could you the M1A1HC? Is that just the same sprue as you could build with? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool. I've already built those then. If you built a 120, it should be exactly the same. Yeah, basically, I, I I looked at the rule, looked at the model build for the initial release, and went, I could use the bits they're telling me not to. And oh, look, it looks like an Abrams. 
Excuse me. Yeah, I think all the HC is it basically it's um it's standardized the marine version, the army version, so you use the same parts if I remember if oh, I okay. really. I don't think there's anything else to it. Heavy so it's got their um <clears throat> what they call the heavy armor, so it's got the depleted uranium armor, which doesn't really do much to its profile that you could see. Right. Um that's the HA. I mean the HC is a heavy common which has a second generation version of armor. And it's just like say standardizes the America the Army and Marine Corps versions together. In, so the, like, in, the pre- in the preview picture they've done it in desert and there's a load of guys in truck chip camo and they look amazing. It look, and it's, but if you notice, it's got like the green webbing and stuff like yeah. that. It's a proper, so proper good. look. It looks awesome. Yeah. I really do want to do my Americans that way now. Very much three kings. <laughs> exactly that three kings is definitely the source of material for it. As you said earlier, generation kill, so Yeah. Some cool saying, random Soviet stuff. Yeah, so we got TATU, which is like the top end Soviet tank before the end of the Cold end of the Cold War. So it's got the era armor. It's probably got all the funky sights on. So it might it might be the first Soviet one we see a thermal, I think. Ooh, it looks yes. quite space agey. It does. I mean, well, yeah, because it's got like the say the, the um, sloped era armor on yep. it. That armor. So Contact Five, if I remember rightly, I'm getting the numbers right and the name right. Is there, um, it's like they say, like third or fourth generation armor they had the era. It was actually designed by stop, not just heat rounds, but also sabo rounds. Wow. Oh. But basically disrupting the sabo, so it distorted and basically didn't penetrate, which is quite interesting. <coughs> they got Tunguska, which is a combined, um, basically the Soviet Gepard. Yeah. They've got the same 30mm as a BMP. But also, it's got a missile launcher either side as well. So it fires I've just seen tanks. those tubes, yeah. Yeah, so it fires like their, um, the Grail missile, like um, the Gaskin. So you basically got a Shulk and a Gaskin. Wow. Combined together. In Almost like a Gepard. It's like, it's like a funky, funky vehicle. Um, BMP-3 is basically a light tank pretending to be an infantry personnel carrier. Yep. The guys had to squeeze in via this really obtuse um, entry system, so you can't get out of a hurry. But it's got a 100mm main gun, a coaxial 30mm, a coaxial 7.62mm. And the 100mm can shoot missiles. <clears throat> yeah. That's why it's got a missile launcher on it. But it could be very, I suspect that'd be quite an expensive bit of kit. Yeah. And then you've um, got something that somebody's left over from Drop Zone Commander and yeah, uh, so got, uh, for Warhammer 40,000 by the looks of it. I think we've got a Battletech um, SRM kit. <laughs> that's basically. the one. <laughs> Um, it's um, what they call the, the TOS-1, and it's classed in the Soviet thing as a flamethrower, because basically it's a short-range missile launcher which fires thermobaric missiles, which are so basically um, a fuel-air explosive with an incendiary effect, and so they class it as a flamethrower. But it's basically a very short-range multi-launch rocket system that just obliterates infantry positions. So if you've got British infantry canting the ejective, oh, the Carl Gustavs and Milan's there, you just go, oh, I'm just going to sit here and plaster that entire area with this thing. Wow. That sounds okay. hor- that actually sounds horrific. So I'm, I'm curious how it's going to reflect in the rules. I'm guessing... I can't decide if it's going to have a direct fire attack or, or artillery attack. If it's artillery style, it has a ranged-in marker, so you have re-roll saves... I can also see it being brutal as well, because it just, like um, like flamethrower systems are in Flames of War. So you're so you, so you, you roll saves and re-roll firepower. It could be a... Oh, 
I was thinking it was going to be like the napalm strikes from the. Uh, the yeah, so that's what I get. That's what I mean, like the napalm strikes. Yeah, because they're they're horrible. Mm. I mean, they're only one use. Maybe it'll be something like that. Possibly. I mean, you got quite a few rockets there, though. Oh yeah. dear. I think the thing oh. is probably die very quickly because most of the armor's concentrating the hole rather than the actual thing above it. But... Yeah. Oh dear, Mr. Milan Spam. Your days really are numbered. Oh it's dear. interesting to see how, like say, a meta shifts by the time we get to the end of the year with the Soviet book. I, I think it's got to. I think just naturally it's going to evolve. It's going to be interesting. You're right, it's going to be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Having not played a tremendous amount of uh, Team Yankee 1, I'm quite looking forward to dipping yeah. a toe. I think we should just quickly touch upon, um, go back to obviously World War Two because it's shown that we also had the previews of the British book. Yep. We have previews of the new plastic powers, which look quite nice. I believe they're the last of the soft plastic as well. Oh, okay. If I remember the open day right. So these will be the last soft plastic. Everything after this will be hard plastic for going forward. The, the painted pictures do look incredible. They look awesome. I, I've got, unfortunately, I have far too many powers as it is, so I'm probably going to yeah. have to sit back on that one. We do have other kits coming, so we know obviously we'll get a re-release of Sherman V and the, and the Cromwell sets and Churchill sets. Yeah. Also get the ding, plastic Dingo, a plastic nice. Daimler, plastic Crusader AA, which presumably be an upgrade turret sprue for the normal Crusader. So that's the turret which has a twin. Um, twin both is in Oilican, it. isn't it? Yeah. Oilican, yeah. So twenty millimeter cannons in there, yeah. Um, and also it's been loose released with some um, carbon bockage as well. Twenty-seven feet. Yeah, oh, that, that's cool. I mean, it's, it's it looks okay, but on the other hand, it's one of those things that how often do you need bockage? Yeah, I, I was gonna say you can spend a lot of time and money. You can, I did. Bockage. But there you go. I, I kind of think, but kind of look at this kind. Of, how often I use that bockage? I think I probably should just bought this stuff. Yeah, just stick some clump foliage to it if you really want to bulk it out. There you go. Yeah. Well, it's just fun. It's functional, isn't it? Like you know, it's a bit like the. Um, day ones with the landing craft yeah. where you could you know use the cutouts and exactly it's going to be a darn sight cheap to get 27 foot of it, so it and quicker than getting operation 27 yeah, foot is a lot that's a lot right I yeah mean, well a 6x4 table four by, that's a lot well, a 4x4 four four ball you play on Bokaj because it's a 4x4 four four, so that's going to be uh, a nice dense set field on a 4x4 four four. yeah that's what it says wow okay and this has got a preview of the Waffen SS plastics, which again look quite nice. Are they Waffen thin? <laughs> they are Waffen thin, yeah. They were a Waffen thin mint, yeah. There's no other information beyond the infantry figures. And then Bag Russian is um, coming, as we knew it was going to be. So it looks like they're saying the Soviets come up, presumably the Germans will follow it early next year. But um, we know it's going to be a BA, we're looking at plastic BA-64s. So they finally get in, so we call it that. Uh, plastic Su 76s, which is interesting. I've just bought a bunch of resin ones. <laughs> um, but what we've all been waiting for, and obviously the main logo of our podcast, is plastic yeah. Panzer 470s. And also yeah. Hetzers. The other Hetzers as well. Oh, I really hope they got the flamethrower upgrading them. Yeah, for doing it's, the outside end stuff. That'd be yeah. Really cool. It's a pointless upgrade. Like, as in, you know, you just always make me laugh that you get a fixed gun flamethrower platform mm-hmm. but yeah do it yeah so 2020 is looking good 2020 is looking good guys 
But, well, this is only stuff they previewed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they said that they're also going back and doing the British powers and commandos for mid-war. Yep. As well as mid-war Axis Ally supplements starting with the finish. Yes, as, as they released late-war ones, yeah. Yeah, so that's, cool. so that's a crazy amount of stuff. I'm hoping when they do the... I'm curious now when they release the British powers for mid-war, if they could do um, powers for boys and tank rifles, because that's the one thing I don't have. Yeah. Like, boys, it? Okay. They, have, they probably will, but they'll only be available in the uh, company box set. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'd find someone who's doing late war. Do you, do you want those boys tank, tank rifles? <laughs> so, yeah. That'd be cool. 2020 is shaping up to be look good. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't wait. My wallet can. My wallet can definitely. Yeah. Can. Yeah. The, the, the load bearing structure of my bedroom is. You know, crying. But other than that, it'd be fine. Um, so, an officer answers then. Yeah, I'm just trying to find the page to know what the questions were. I've got it here. Say, one, here. Once again, thank you to our uh, our engaged listeners. Yeah. Some great, great questions again. Yeah, we we, we, we do not. You no, know, we, we, we our listeners are far too good for us. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. For, for not getting the quality of podcast we deserve. So it's. Uh... <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way back up. Yeah. Uh, so Simon Pearson are we, asks... Are we going to prefix this? What we, so we're going to put this as a prefix. Just to remind people that we don't work for Battlefront. Again. Yep. Yeah. We don't do any playtesting. So we're literally, apart from getting the PDF of the rule books a month before for the right purposes of writing up all the articles, we don't actually have much of an insight. Yeah. So uh, a lot of questions... stop us from <laughs> making declarative statements. No, in fact, we can, no. we can speculate wildly because we can't see it. Therefore, yeah. we can't possibly be repeating anything. So, Correct. Simon Pearson asks, is Battlefront going to be making new Brit infantry for Team Yankee? I am going to say yes, they will. There'll be one to uh, two scale. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 are, they, are they metal at the moment? They are metal, yeah. They are. They're lovely mm, as well. I, I'd probably I, say I'm, metal. I'm going to presume that... Well, I think what he's meaning is so... Um, because we've seen all this 1990s kit with the Warrior and that coming out. Yeah. Well, they're going to do British infantry with the, like, the L85s and the L86s. Yes, the 80s. Oh, well, what I'm gotcha. going to do now, just for Simon, is look at this picture on the release page. Because zoom right in That's at good the looks- Warrior. And I'm going to say... I can't even tell... Right, I'm going to tell you, because I'm looking at the Para one now, and that's definitely got a magazine in front of the trigger. So yeah, it has, that's, isn't it? That's an SLR. So I'm it's going to say... SLR, but it does have a sock. <laughs> yeah, but, so uh, grenades. some of the British figures do have the suit sight, which is basically the early version of suit. Uh, oh, okay. Suit sat, suit yeah. All right, okay. So I'm going to say I'm going to say no. no I, I'm also going to say no, and I'm also not going to point out there's a, a certain ex-Army's Army guy is doing some 1990s British infantry I've been looking Duncan, at. Duncan, what's your, <laughs> what's your prediction? Uh, I'm going to say no, because no, if they were going to redo them, they do them in plastic. Sorry, you will not yeah. go through to the final. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also asked, any news on Checkpoint Charlie? Um, no. This is... See, this would be... Oh. If there was news about Checkpoint Charlie, we'd be talking a podcast about it because oh we're all God, really looking so forward to that. God. <laughs> it's going to be so good, yeah. right? Checkpoint Charlie's going to be awesome. And I... Fate yeah. of a Nation, just not yellow. Conquerors. Oh, yeah. Don't. Don't. Stop it. This is, this is a band-rated I, podcast. I refuse to get excited about it because I know my hopes will get dashed about there being a plastic to 
classic centurion so yes <laughs> oh, yeah uh, adam gray ferdinand cox asks with plastic hands <laughs> of 470s due out a how excited are you very and then oh. smiley fades with sunglasses think it'll tempt ben back <laughs> well, it was, uh, we did get a message the other day, didn't we? So, <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I think it. If anything's going to get him back, a plastic Panzer four seventy is going to do it. I, mean, I he, would say I would be more. Yeah, I would say the only thing that's going to get Ben back, guaranteed to get Ben back, is a a you know, a loving embrace from his local gaming community that then coaxes. Him gently back into the flames of Warfold, but we everyone knows that you never really leave. Like the mafia, it's just a hiatus, right? He's having yeah, a break. You just go and do other things. You think you've left, you just haven't. And then one day, before you know it, boom! You've got thirty pounds of four seventy company rock and rolling through the bulge. Well, that's the question. That'll be the question: is how do you think they're going to be coming out? Do you think they're going to be a company, or do I you think, think they're going to be a box? Choice? A box, bold choice. Yeah. Bold choice, like it. <laughs> um, well, at the moment they've always done, they've done the kooky tanks as just mere support platoons, haven't they? Mm, have they? Well, the four, the Panzer four. Long. Oh, the Jag Panzer four. Okay, yeah. The, yeah. So the Jag Panzer four, yes, came out as a support option, not as a company. But that's because in normally I don't think they had them as a company. Yeah. Um, it must do, right? I mean, like. If they, if they do it in plastic, why wouldn't you? If, if they had that many in the, in during the war, do you think there'll be the option for both on there, the V and the A? I can't see they're why. They're quite different. Possibly. Yeah, but lower holes the same. So it's just an upper upper hole. Oh, which is the same as being a common, common barrel. So that's yeah, I, be I, cool. can, I can see it being the same kit. I mean, I'm not going to lie, Matt. The Hetzer is one of my favourite armoured fighting vehicles. So I'm actually more excited about the Hetzer, in all honesty. I know it's probably heresy, but um, they are hats. They are, and they're just—they're just so cute. I don't. They they're just a little bit itty bitty tank destroyer. Well, the same business. Very cute. Not lie. It's a little. It's a little tank destroyer. That could... It yeah. is. Poo pooed. Um, Don Sutton asks, "Do you think we'll get Yag Panthers and Flames of War soon? And will it be a support unit or a formation? How many should we plan to build?" That's question one. The answer to that for me is as many as you can purchase. Mm-hmm. Mm, what Yag Panther is this? Yeah, is that what the question. So uh, they'll come with the bulge book. They must do. They must they do. Must do. Right. And I, I, I'm hoping, and this is wild speculation, there'll be a retrofit for the D-Day book, so you can take some. They did mess up a bridge. lot, Cromwell. Um, Churchill's. Churchill. Yeah, they did, but that was later on in the D-Day. So away from the beaches, it was. Was it blue coat? Something like that. Yeah, yeah blue coat. Um, Crossover. So that that'd be cool, but yeah, I th- I mm, will they be a company? I, I think I'd like to think they're going to do a company. They've always done. I'd like to think so. Yeah, I thought they'd do a com- company, but as much as I love turretless Jagpan, Jag Jag yeah Jag um, Panzers vehicles, yep, yeah, turretless uh, German tank hunters. Um, the 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 smart way to run them is to get is when you get the formation that has them as one of the compulsory choices. So you take them in formation, but with turreted normal tanks. Awesome. Yeah, something cheaper with them. 
Exactly. That, so you get the, so the Rocks on their own. Yeah. I mean, it's the same that everyone when everyone wigged out about the Ferdinand in mid war. It's like we're actually an infantry company, you know, with a whole mounted yeah. machine gun. It's very easy to get around the side now, way easier than it was before, because the the whole mounted rules have flip flopped. Well, not only that, it's just that's how that's what happened to them. Infantry walked up to them and went, "Hello." Yeah. Yeah, knocked on the door and said, do yep. you want to surrender? Oh, no, okay, we'll just set it on fire. Yep. Thank you. Um, so which is... Yeah, so I would say build build a box. If you're running a company, build two boxes. But it's going to be rare that you'll run a company, I believe, other than in, in really big games. Hello? Yeah. Oh, you are there. Cool. Sorry, they're talking. I was just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, question number the second from Don Sutton: What's coming up in Flames of War that you're excited about? Oh my God! What a question. For me, uh, for me, the shorter list would be: What am I not excited about? And that's probably only the second generation Team Yankee stuff. Yeah, I think your Team Yankee. You're either going to go. You want the later stuff that's all high-end Megadeth, or you want the earlier stuff, which is a bit rubbish? I like the rubbish stuff, though. That's the thing. That's what no, I'm I know. That's, that's what I mean. Is I think you fall into one or two camps with the Team Yankee stuff. You either yeah. want the the early war, slightly kooky stuff, or you want the, the later war, um, this is bonkers, really good stuff. Look, yeah. Um, I mean, the actual question, what I am excited about is actually getting some projects finished. I'm not going to lie. Um, I've made started to make some actual progress on things and, and getting them finished on the table in a reasonable time that isn't the night before a tournament would be great for me. What are you excited about, Lee? Um, I think I'm excited about British Paris coming back and getting those at the case. Um, and also, obviously, looking forward to all the, well, basically everything coming out for Team Yankee. It feels like it's <laughs> great. Um, and then uh, he says, I want to say thanks for us for everyone at Breakthrough Assault. So that's lovely because it's not just us. Obviously, there's the guys who write the actual articles mm-hmm. um, yep. and and do a lot of work behind the scenes making this all happen. It's been a great year, I think. Yeah, it's been a good year. Yeah, yeah crazy good year. Um, and uh, yeah, if there's any issues, then take it <laughs> with Mark Goddard who definitely told yeah. us everything that's coming out and, and broke his NDA. Mark Goddard is the yep. worst leak. It's just. <laughs> yep. If you had any idea how many posts we had to delete with him just spouting off oh. top secret information, <laughs> it's more leaks than in Wales. <laughs> um, relate to that, Stefan Gufferson says, any rumours for the D Day British? Um, Mark definitely told me that everything would be in plastic. Everything. Everything. Include the book. The book is plastic. <laughs> yep, there you go. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. 100%. You know, a shocking a shocking U-turn from, you know... Traditional paper publishing, yeah. Yeah. It, it just makes it easy wipe clean. Is it the same plastics you get £10 notes these days? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yep. So yep. when your opponent spits out their drink all over your book when you tell them the broken rules that have come with your Churchills that can... <laughs> Yeah, climb up impassable terrain because they're that good. I'll tell you what would be interesting to see with the British D-Day book is, do you think Hobart's Funnies are going to be in it? I, I suspect so, yeah. I hope so. That's going to be quite cool, isn't it? 
I hope so, because those things are awesome. There was Sorry. an interesting thing on the Facebook group that I had to, I very nearly put my foot in it. Oh. Someone said there's no sextons on the release schedule. No plastic sextons. Okay. I nearly wrote, oh, that's because they already exist and it's not a new model. <laughs> and I did a quick Google and BF haven't actually released them. Or plastic sextons? Yeah. Because the PSC thing, isn't it? Yeah. PSC have, but Battlefront haven't. And I was like, they've done the priest, they've done mm. British priests, but there is no actual sexton. I mean, to be fair, the article just says including. So oh, I, yeah. I know it's not an extensive list. So if I, I, mean, if I, I reckon we'll probably see a plastic sexton. I'd be very surprised if we don't. Yes. This is the £25 version of the priest, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Right, okay. With a different, without the. Different hole. It's a, it's, we see defrock it's priest. A Canadian, it's a ram, isn't it? That's the Sherman, it's a ra- the ram. It's, it's, a ram, it's a ram chassis. Yeah. Yes, because they built a load of ram chassis and then they realised that the Sherman was actually there already. And I think some, some, some of the later sextons used were um, Grizzly chassis, which is Canadian M4. Mm. But yeah, but obviously still very much the same hardware. Um, yeah. So that's some reasons for the DJ British. They're also going to have a special have a cup of tea rule, whereas <laughs> if you make your opponent a cup of tea, um, then they automatically have to lose one victory point, depending on how good the cup of tea is. The, the trouble is, if it's a bad cup of tea, like if you put the milk in before the hot water, you automatically forfeit the game. Oh, I do that. <sighs> I make a lovely cup of tea as well. To be nice. fair, did we, you, we have had your cup of tea at the Crawley War game. So yeah. That's, that's pretty good. How, Duncan, that's not how it's done. Why? We had to report you to the, the tea police. I think you're fine. I actually did some research on this. I think you're fine, actually. Both ways are legitimate. Um, I think you're fine. That's just millennialist propaganda. Is it fake news? It is fake news. Okay. I've actually had a, a tea-making session with a tea taster from PG Tips. You need, no, you need to have the tea. You've got to put the water in first. Because that Why? enables it. Because it makes it, uh, you know, actually brew properly. If you put the milk in, it de it, um, slows down the the infusion process. Mm, it makes it, it an option. Yeah, I'm gonna it's Google this. We'll have a tea off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sounds too much like golf. Milk first. No, not milk first. Or Water not. first. Whatever you do, don't put cream in it. Oh, God. What, you American? Yeah. I had that once. Yeah. Don't know what that is. <sighs> Mr. Marshall Lambie asks, will we see Cubans and South Africans from Angola in Team Yankee? I Pretty sure South yes. Africans are from South Africa. Well, uh, Angolans yeah. are from Angolia. Geography isn't everyone's strong point. <laughs> Angolia. Did you just say Angolia as well? I probably <laughs> Dude, I like the way you generally glossed third, over that. Step by, hope no one noticed. Yeah, you? Angolans are from Angolia. <laughs> Did we mention this is the Christmas special and the drinks are made from vodka? Oh, I want to go to Angolia. <laughs> also, was that not make a Ford? Wasn't it a Ford Angolia? <laughs> Good luck. Uh, I think we definitely will. Um, probably in version four. 
Do you, actually, okay. that's an interesting thing. Do you think they, they've got an appetite to spread the Team Yankee? Because they've obviously gone into the, the Middle East with oil wars. So many years ago, there was a video where they were talking about various things they wanted to do. And yep. a couple of the guys said about doing bush wars. Yeah. So doing like, um, so that'd be like all the... Cops. Of... Basically, what here, Cubans versus Ango- Angola and South Africans. No, sorry. Cuba and Angolia. Angola. <laughs> 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 Versus South Africa. Um, and it was like, a, yeah, it's a very brutal um, war all the way through the late 70s, early 80s. So it lines up with the Team Yankee period as well. Didn't they have those very high vehicles as well? Like very tall? My, my resistance figures, that's, um, very, that's later basically, I think. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, they have, like, you, I know what you're talking about, but I think they're very much a late, um, like a 2000s or 1990s. Oh, okay. Pete has what they do have. He's his favourite conflict. Yeah. You know, your favourite conflict. You go, <laughs> Wow. Go for a, br- a brutal uh, anti-communist <laughs> thing in South Africa. Well, yeah. I asked him two years ago. I asked him in the in the presentation, like, if you could do anything, what would you do? And he said the Bush Wars. So yeah. there's definitely a will in the company to do it. It's whether or not it makes sense for them to do it when they get round to it, kind of thing. Hmm. That would be interesting because that would be very different. Because I assume that big heavy armor wouldn't necessarily be required. That would be much more like. Yeah, I think that I mean, so obviously they had Centurions out there, so yeah, no reason to have plastic Centurion kit. Um, oh, you're really flog- you're flogging that hard. I mean, <laughs> and the Cubans had well, obviously bringing up their um, T-55s and that kind of thing, so. But mostly it's an infantry, it's an infantry fight, so it'd be interesting to see if it did how it yeah. manifested. I suppose the Passage Infantry Company's kind of set precedence in Team Yankee as well now, hasn't it? In that, yeah. that were, you know, that's the first one we saw, which was just an infantry formation. Without, yeah, without uh, that would be interesting. Yeah, it's a lot of painting. A lot of painting. So Joe Wright asks, "How excited are you for the Soviet equipment from version two, Team Yankee?" Very. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we already thought about it enough, so I think it's very clear we're yeah. very excited about it. Except mine's going to be Polish because decals. Yeah, I'm probably going to do East Germans, but yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Everything but. Top fan. William White asks, "What armies are you planning to paint next year?" Don't um, say all of them, any, because that's a unrealistic and b never going to happen. So all of them. Oh God. <laughs> um, if you I'll had to paint, all right. Here's a, here's a modified question: top three, top three targets. I'm going to do that. Okay, focusing, I'm going to get my late war uh, American tanks done. I'm going to get my fate of a nation, um, fate of a nation uh, Egyptians finished. And I'm going to get my Polish Team Yankee going. Cool. Okay. I'm going to so, get my Team Yankee British painted. That's be part of our escalation thing. I'm going to get my late war Americans painted. And if I get all that done, I'm doing pretty well. Um, well I'll probably try and get on doing some, towards the end of the year, do some so- get Team Yankee Soviets. Ooh. Well, I've got some 64s already. I just need to paint up. I need to do another company of BMPs. Oh, I didn't know you had 64s. I know you yeah. had 72s knocking around. But... His hobby crack did have got him for him. Yeah. I mean, I, I gave I, it to him. Was that you? Oh, no, you're right. You, I actually, yeah, we, you yeah, but I, around. I had, I've got 10 of them before, but I just haven't done anything with, so I just need to do something with them. So, yeah. Oh, the endless problem. Just so just what... make one of them, Lee, and see how you feel. And if you like that, then make more. And if you like that, then there's more for you to buy. <laughs> the other problem I'm going to have is that T80 comes out, and also I want to do T80s instead of T64s, but it's... Uh... 
Well, that is quite. A, it's a hard thing to jump onto. So I'd say work yourself, work yourself up there. Don't don't yeah. go straight into the deep end. You know. I think I, I, I got to do sixty fours anyway because I want to do them for like doing that sort of like early eighties army go against my early eighties British anyway. So yes, nice. Mm-hmm. Uncle Gelb. Hmm. Three things. So uh, the Dutch definitely have got to be finished. So that's number one probably. Clifford Waffle. Yeah. Exactly. Schmuckin' a pancake. Um, Leopard and Tornado. The I quite liked the game we played, uh, the Fate of a Nation game we played with the yeah, early '76. Yes. Um, '76, '67. Sorry. Uh, period with the uh, patterns. So the M48 Megac twos. Mm-hmm. They are very. That cool. was very, very different. Very different. Um, so I think I'll try and get those done. So that's two. What would the third army be? I mean, I'm not going to count the 21st Panzer that I've got to paint some stuff for because that's that's kind of more rounding something out that already exists. Yeah. Third one. I, I, I've i never had a Soviet army, nor have I ever played really on the Eastern Front. Ooh. So it would probably be something out of the regression book. Now, whether that's more Germans or whether that's actually some uh, Soviets, I think that might that might tempt me. I've never had a winter army either, so... Ooh, nice. I know that that's not progression, but obviously you could use the stuff for the bulge. Yeah. So that might that might be, yeah, that might be number three, but that's a bit, that's a bit woolly. Okay. Well, you know, obviously this is a, a legally binding question, so... Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no, this committed now to uh, posterity, right? So... Yep, that's it. You have to do it. Uh, as Will is a top fan, he gets two questions. The second one is, what do you think of the French in Team Yankee version 2? The French? I think that not making the little armoured car with a massive 100mm cannon on top in plastic is one of the reasons why I haven't collected a French army. Yeah. What's that, the MX-10? Yeah. MX-10RC. Yeah. Remote control car. But that's yeah. bonkers. That's yeah, but if it was in it, plastic, then that's a total fed thing to do. Mm-hmm. It it is, it is. Yeah, the resident. This yeah. It also plays good. into the whole like if you're going to get shot and die anyway, why bother building the tank? Why not just you know? Well, this yeah, it's sensible. It's very um, it's very favour nation actually. Yeah, we got okay. this uh, <laughs> this hole. Should we just whack a really big gun on it? Yeah, let's do that. Um, but, yeah, uh, I had a, a look at for the French in a while. I think, I think, well, I think to be fair, we haven't actually played that many Team Yankee games just yet to get no. for how it works. I mean, Lee, Lee's played is the, the most experienced out of us. That's, yeah, that's worrying. Well, yeah, exactly. There you go. But yeah, I probably have played. I, I think that aren't they Milan armed infantry again? So that was part of the thing, wasn't it? But the Amex thirty tanks. Fine. Oh, they got the. I'll tell you what, it has changed. Haven't they got that auto loader 155 on yeah, the, the AMX 50? Yeah, the AMX um, artillery thing, yeah. Yeah, that's that's going to make that absolutely ridiculously good, I think. Yeah. With repeat barrage, it's going to be a 2 plus firepower mm-hmm. with plus one a hit. Yeah, you want some of them. If you haven't got some of them already, because they were probably quite good under the old rules, but um, they're going to be even better now. Yeah, so 
we'll have a look and we'll you know probably ask that in six months time once you play some team yankee v2 and, and got bored of our existing lists and looking around for the next hotness mm-hmm. um other top fan kenneth alexander asks do you think it would be feasible or even desirable to see future iterations of team yankee separate into periods a la flames of war with its early mid or late war splits considering the rapidly inflating costs and abilities of the very high-end kit that's being folded into the game so i was thinking about this the other day and i think i don't think it solves a problem because it's not like t55 cease existing in the 1990s so yeah. they just get they just get even cheaper. You still have the same problem. It's I, I'm not I'm not sure how how you, how it tackles that. I think I like the idea of Checkpoint Charlie doing the 1960s 70s version of Team Yankee. That's cool because then you could have a chief a chieftain in that as a hot very high end tank. That'd be your yeah. 15 point tank at that point. That's the M60 esque stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um, I. I mean, yes, I think there should be a late war split maybe for doing like, you know, mid to late 90s. But the problem you still have is stuff like the fact that tanks just hang around so long. So your T55s and T62s are still there. I mean, how do you cost them? If you bring the challenge down in cost, then your cost for T55 is also going to go down. It's got to. I mean, you still end up with the same issue of having lots and lots of T55s, T62s versus... Right, a slightly more challenges, but yeah. the ratio is. Different. But aren't aren't they at that point like mothballed into third line units? Well, sure, but if you're looking at like likes of Iraq or Syria or that kind of thing during the Gulf War, you're still going to be your main tank to face is a 55 or a 62. Yeah, but that's not necessarily um, you know Western Front or you know a European team Yankee, is it? Well, true. If you're if you're doing European team Yankee, then obviously your main tank's going to be the TATU. But T seventy two BM threes and upgraded T sixty fours. Yeah, I I think if they did it, if if Battlefront gave it some pondering, I think it could be a good thing because it it would it would you know it, in theory some of those units should be mothballed or restricted in their deployment because they wouldn't necessarily you know they'd be thrown in if yeah everything was going to absolutely hell in a handcart. I think what you so, end up doing is, is that you, you could like put the T fifty five not as its own formation, but as a support platoon for an infantry yeah. force, something like that. Yeah. So you might have a few T fifty fives around to really cheap infantry support units, but you wouldn't have whole armies of them. That might work to then get around that. See, I think it comes down to the whole fate of a nation type stuff. In that it's more I think it's a twofold problem. I think the first fold problem is the fact that the the boards themselves aren't the, the game's probably not designed to play properly well it doesn't play properly on a six foot table mm-hmm. at a hundred points at a hundred points yeah. yeah so larger larger tables are better for the game and i think the six foot table thing is kind of like where we got stuck with flames of war and that mentality and i know a lot of people don't have the options to go for bigger um but then again why not make you know play less points or play a bigger board mm-hmm. um and the second one it's because we had the same problem i've got the same problem with the t-34s in fate of a nation in that yeah against they're a, a swarm of stuff but that said against the right force against them i think they're going up against lee's infantry force yeah they're going to struggle they're going to struggle so that'll be i think that'll be you know I think a lot of noise gets made. And one of the things that Battlefront have said in the past is they, they, they've they learned to kind of not 
knee-jerk reaction to all the noise that's made mm. on the internet because it's a smaller problem than a lot of people like for example i'll go you know what i'm not going to use 30 t34s but that's the thing is it's just it's two people who've not met previously trying to agree on a games level yeah or that you know it or don't play as often and they just it's easy to say let's play 100 points of this yeah so i think if you're going to do anything outside of that you have to you have to modify how you construct your games, I guess. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, like you said in the T thirty four example, um, we played it once and it was just ridiculous. Yeah. But again, is it going to be ridiculous against the patterns against the M forty eight company? Yeah. Because that's much more of its era, and I think that's to your point, Lee. That's when things are going to get wonky. Is when stuff doesn't come up against its natural. Uh, yeah. Um. Adversity, uh, adversary, yeah. and it's always going to be a bit wonky when you do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but, I mean, I think I think it's probably it probably is desirable, but I don't think it's probably as feasible with the openness that they want to have in the list building at the moment. Yes, I think that's the problem is that to, to make it, isn't it? Yes, yeah, make it something that someone can pick up the game and say, oh, "I want to build this because it's cool." I think yeah. that it then goes back down to. Well, if that person, if that's the only person that um, person has got an army for, then you know you're going to have to have a conversation at some point because that's not going to be fun running up against that week after week after week. Yeah. But that should become fairly apparent, I would think, from playing the game. Yeah. I mean, it, you don't have to be a veteran player to know that, you know, if you're crushing someone six games in a row, that it's probably not the the friendly thing to, to keep doing. Yeah. Unless you go to a tournament. I mean, a tournament's different. I mean, tournaments are always different. Yeah. It's, it, it's an interesting question, though, about how do you... That's good. How, how do you modify the, the points levels if you did do that, though? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. The, the thing that we've done between us is go for Fate of a Nation. I'm going to have... own. You know, that's why I've painted my hails for my... I've swapped the hails from being... For my Egyptians over to my Polish, because... I yeah. bought them for my Egyptians and realised that's the only thing in my army that's post sixty seven. Yeah. So why do that? Why, why you know get rid of those, swap them out for some more T fifty fives. But I, I get Lee's point is that there's the speed at which kit develops, if you like. Yeah. Um, means that some of that stuff hangs around for quite a long time. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, you're not going to stop there. Use, if you've got people to put in it, you're going to use the tank. Yeah, numbers game, isn't it? Well, that's it. And you know, if you're in a, a struggle for uh, survival, yeah. not throwing that stuff in is not really going to be an option either. I mean, but at the same time, you can see that you know, in a in, in a situation, and we had that when the, the collapse of the Soviet Union, didn't we? When you had protesters or, or government forces trying to hold off against um, you know protesters who stole T34s out of museums, mm-hmm. and against yeah. a guy who's got a riot shield and a baton, and the T34s. You know, as good as a challenger, if not better. Yep, everything's relative. <laughs> everything's relative, and it's that weird period where you're not, you know, it it, it, it is anything goes. It's it's, it's and I, I can understand the difficulty in trying to balance all of that in a game that is sometimes being played at a higher level than I think it's intended. I think I think if you have the space, make the games bigger. Oh yeah, like if you've got you know an eight by four even, or you know anything slightly larger 
then then it, it does we we've done this and played it on um nine by five tables and it does make a difference yeah um you know this the longer range of the nato stuff suddenly matters a lot more yeah cause i think that's what the problem to get is like a lot of those uh, missile destroyers and that kind of thing yeah you just don't get to, they, they don't get their range advantage that they get no some of the artillery and that kind of thing well, they need their armor is not being shot at at all. Exactly, yeah. So I kill you before you get in range. Exactly it. And I think that going back to the Fate of the Nation example, I think that's the problem with your tow jeeps. To an <laughs> extent, is you know they're, they're great. They fire one volley and then all hell breaks loose because they're a jeep and yeah, um, they just you know the standard operating procedure at that point is to throw yourself two hundred feet in the air and scatter yourself over a large amount of the desert. <laughs> but you're not getting full use of your forty-eight inch range. Yeah, that's for sure. You're not. Yeah. Well, no, it's because, you know, you, if your opponent's smart, the first thing they do is run at you. Because mm-hmm. they don't need to shoot you. Or if or, they don't. Or, or that, you know, you don't want to be shot, so you're out of range, or you're out of line of sight. Yeah. Um, they're going to run at you, you pop up, you fire once, then they charge you and, you know, close the distance again. It's it, it's just, um, I don't know, it is a, a slight foible of the rules. Yeah. Final question then from Les Parsons, who says, who asks, besides the plastic BA-64 and SU-76, will the Soviets get anything else brand new for World War II? Um, in answer to that, Les, I think I'll just say, you know, it's not hard to work it out. If you know what they had in plastic for version 3, plus, you know, no doubt there'll be resin models for things like the ZSU M17. Smiley face. So, before we forget, events. Um, fate of Fez has changed somewhat because um, it will now be on Saturday the 18th of January at the Crawley War Games Club um, hopefully he says um, and that will be a Fate of the Nation one day event um, with lots of desert goodness uh, the, the Guildford Games Club has got something else going on so I've had to move the venue uh, and then Corrivory which I'm hoping have you guys Looked at getting passes from the family to come up on the 8th and 9th of February. Unfortunately, I can't. No! No, I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm in an iron. Right. Negotiations are ongoing. I'm hoping I can take the troll. The what now? The troll. Justin. The troll? Yeah. Guildford Games Club. Justin. Oh, okay. He's big. He looks like a troll. He's great. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, hopefully we'll get a couple of boys from there going up. But I've already booked my ticket, book a room, well excited. If that's I the one just swap throw, out, isn't it? Throw shade at Hammy, yeah. <laughs> Put shade at Hammy. Oh, and this new shop and everything. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. And then buy random stuff as usual. I was going to say, um, uh, I'm not sure it's wise you going there. Yeah, no, it's probably not. But hey. Hey. <laughs> Save birthday money from January. Exactly. It's got, it's got to get spent somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So, the Christmas quiz special. Yeah, shamelessly stolen from popular uh, TV show uh, Dave Gorman. Terms and conditions apply. Copyright. Dave, what are we pending. doing? What's going on? So, uh, I watched this the other day and it made me laugh like an idiot. Uh, and it was, um, you know, military operations have obviously got code names, usually. And they can be quite funny if you think of them as non-military operations. So the the, the thing on uh, Dave was uh, military operation or small town nightclub. <laughs> so you had, we decided to expand upon that. So we've all got um, a military operation or category. 
and uh, we were just going to have a little bit of fun with that. So you can play along at home. Um, yep. If you get a score that beats us, message us on the Facebook yep. group, and uh, we won't believe you because it hurts our pride, and you won't get anything. <laughs> but we'll give you a shout out. There you go. Yeah, we'll give you a we'll shout give, out. We'll give you some internet fame because um, it's actually it was harder than I thought actually. Cause yes. You look much. through it and you go. Phew. So um, yeah, we've we've got some various categories. I, I think I've got uh, I think I've got twenty actually. 20? 20 questions, yeah. I was very invested. That's all I can say. Yeah. I managed to come up with 10. 10 total. 10 total. Nice. Yeah. Cannot argue with that. I think I think Lee didn't get the message. Didn't get the memo. No, I didn't get the memo. Actually, so I apologise. I've got, I've got nothing. Well, that's no, all right. Because, right. you know, we do the first. I've got a bump a lot. But like I said, Douglas made up for me, apparently. There you go. Yeah, I... I just got carried away because it, it was quite a good fun trying to find it out because I didn't realise just how many things were named. You know, <laughs> there was just they seemed to give a name to absolutely everything, um, and it was some of them were quite comical. I had to expunge a couple because they were uh, politically uh, probably not the most um, appropriate things to talk about in the in the well where were we now the nine two thousand and nineteens the reasonable time uh, yeah yeah they they were they were fine in the nineteen forties but. Uh, yeah, probably not now. So uh, some of those have been removed, but everything else is uh is good to go. Okay. So uh, things on the, bu- the buzzers. You got okay. a buzzer noise? Oh, wait, so are we? Are we just? I, I no, we'll we just go. We should set a rule that you have to make okay. your mind up before okay. you hear what the other person says. Okay. So gentleman's agreement. Gentleman's agreement that you're going to make your mind up and not change. And not change when one person you know so it's gonna be it's gonna be me versus lee to start with yep the first should do 10 and then we can do 10 of you versus uh yeah that's one duncan and then go back yeah and then finish off oh lee's gonna be absolutely paralytic by the end of this yep i wish unfortunately i couldn't get a, i couldn't top a drink up because everyone's got the bed so. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's how we're that responsible for alcohol consumption yeah Guardians. It's like, no, stop that. Okay, so um, the first one I've got for you, and I'm not going to tell you if it's not, like, I'm not going to put a prefix, it's just going to be the word. So uh, you have to tell me if it's a military operation or a crap nightclub. Okay. So first one is Hush. I am going to go nightclub. I'll go nightclub as well. Oh, no, it's a 1917 uh, planned Allied amphibious landing of the Belgian coast. What? I, I know. I've, I've got that for everyone as well, so I can tell you either where the nightclub is or what the operation was. <laughs> well done, mate. Well done. I am. This. I am invested in this process. Zero points. Oh, gosh. Zero points. Actually, I should have a little column for score. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Don't worry. Okay. Now, the next one is canvas. That's well, got to be an operation. I can see that being an operation. Yeah. 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 That's correct. This is the 1941 Allied invasion of Indi- Italian Somaliland. Okay. Oh. That, yeah. that was that was in um, yeah. Burning Empires, wasn't it? It must have been, yeah. Operation Canvas. Um, next one. You don't, Lee, you don't get extra points for relating about the Flames of War. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. I was going for extra credit. <laughs> yeah, go for extra credit, yeah. Uh, the next one is Rough Draft. 
Oh, that's got to be an operation. I can't see it being a nightclub. I can't see a nightclub called Rough Draft. So I am going to go it's a nightclub. Are you? Because I can't see it being a nightclub. I'm going to go it's a nightclub. So Eddie's saying a military operation. Lee saying... Yeah, it's got to be a code name. Lee saying nightclub. It is a nightclub. It's a nightclub in Bristol, apparently. Oh, my God. Yep, welcome to Rough Draft. I can't see it. A lot of very burly firemen. All right, two, uh, two, two, one. To leave so, here. next one is Dusk. Oh, that's a difficult one. That could definitely be a nightclub, but I guess it's being a mission. Can I see uh, both? Okay. Is, is both an option here? No. No, no it's I mean, not. I'm I, I say, actually checked. I'm going to say nightclub. It's got to be a nightclub. I'm going to go operation, just because I can see it being uh, be operation. No, it is indeed a nightclub. It's a nightclub in Stirling in Scotland. Yes. Uh, Get in. 2-2. Two, two. Tied up. So, next one. Dracula. Operation. Oh, that's got to be an operation, yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure it's not a gun to goth club? No. <laughs> just saying. Not, just saying goth people do. It's so obvious it's got to be a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was indeed an operation. It's the 1945 British amphibious assault on Rangoon, Burma. Ah. Burma. Yep. They went for Operation Dracula. <laughs> Yes. Of course they did. Well, locals ain't going there. Well, it is, are they? <laughs> Dracula, before the movie hit, so. Yeah, trying to explain that. He's got big teeth. Yeah. Oh, no. That's when you find out it's across the Shelley River or something. Yeah. Um, the next one is Batchwood. That must be an operation. Yeah, but it's almost so obvious to be an operation. So it's got, almost certainly could be a nightclub. Nightclub. What are you saying, Eddie? Operation. It is indeed a nightclub. It's oh! a nightclub in St Albans. Oh, there you go. I know, that throbbing metropolis. Um, the Batchwood sounds like it should be a British operation. I know, that's what I thought as well. Like, Because they had a lot of woods, didn't they? Pardon yeah. the expression. Oh, so it sounds like um, a race course. And obviously they're all named after race courses. So. Yeah. So we never had, had Operation Whitehawk. So it's a bit of a pretty <laughs> Um, the next one is Spark. Right, that's that's your atypical nightclub name. So I almost want to say it is an, an operation. I'm, I'm going to go for nightclub just because I've said operation so many times. I'm going operation. So you both going operation? No, nightclub. I'm not going for nightclub. Uh, no, it's the 1943 uh, Soviet counteroffensive around Leningrad. There we go. I'm, I'm too ahead. But that, I did kind of cheek with that one because that was the the translation, if you like. The there was quite a few actually. I, I struggled with Soviet ones. I had a good look through, but a lot of them were like named Operation Prague or Operation Smash Nazi. You know, they were quite. Um, <laughs> they, they were very creative in their <laughs> operation naming. Smash Nazi would be the name of my nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think a lot of them were um, geographically based as well. So it's like Operation, you know. Um, Levov type thing, and it was oh, yeah. the capture of Levov. I don't think they worry too much about trying to keep it a bit. Um, it's kind of the exactly. Build up forces was a bit of a giveaway. Exactly. Um, so the next one is Smack. That must be a code name. I'm going nightclub. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a nightclub. It's a nightclub oh. in Leamington Spa. <laughs> Is it next door uh, to Coke? I don't know. I'm not sure what kind of nightclub it is. Uh, 
just saying. Um, but it is indeed a nightclub. I'm a little bit worried that Lee is so good at pointing out dodgy nightclub names. I'm not going to lie. He's travelled a lot. Uh, <laughs> well experienced in my 40 years. Or so. Yeah. <laughs> Business development, you know, you've got to take clients out every now and again. And, you know. <laughs> really so- <laughs> what did you just say food for your bill? It just says food. Just says scr- yeah, just, <laughs> just, no, just, just substance. What's that? <laughs> um. I don't know, how many are up to you now? How many is that? One, two, uh, it was eight, I think. Eight, okay. The next one is Christmas Tree. Operation. Total Operation. Yeah, I'm good Operation as well. Cause that's, that was, it's, a, it's a very time-limited nightclub name. <laughs> it is. Well, I, thought it was, I thought it was, you know, thematic for the time of year. So, yeah, it was an operation. It was the planned invasion of Switzerland, in fact. Oh. So that would have been nice, wouldn't it? A little Christmas present for the Swiss. Yeah. Yep. Hi, guys. I know you're neutral and everything, but... Not anymore. Click. <laughs> Um, Why are you guys neutral? Oh, I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Not again. Adolf. <laughs> um, the final one from this particular round is Fusion. Nightclub. Yeah, night- I'm going to go nightclub because it's... Yeah, both nightclub? Yeah. Yep, it's a nightclub in Tunbridge Wells. Oh, yeah. Nice. Fusion. Okay, That's so that ends, that ends round one. Eight out of ten for Lee. For, for Lee. Round one. King of the night. Pardon. <laughs> Five out of ten for myself. Oh, despicable. Oh, Eddie. All right. Oh, Eddie. Duncan and Lee, Go. are you ready to play round two? Council of... or, or code name? Council? Okay. So is it a council ward of London or an operational code name from the Second World War? Oh, man. Oh, this is very specific. Okay. This is. I, I, oh, the internet geez. is amazing for lists. <laughs> I'm worried now. This is, yeah. Okay. So the first one yep. is non such. Operation Non-Touch. That, sound, that sounds like something such. that the Metropolitan non- Police... Non-Such. Such. S-U-C-H. Non-Such. Non-Such. I'm going to say it's a council ward. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, council ward. Okay. You are both correct. It is a council district oh. in Sutton. Really? Non-Such. Okay. Non-Such. Non-Such council ward. Okay. How bizarre. Right, question number two. Council or code name? For mm-hmm. Stonewall. Codename. Stonewall. No, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Council Ward again. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna chance it. Go for a count yeah. It is Operation Stonewall. Nineteen forty three operation to incept blockade runners in the Bay of Biscay. Oh. I was thinking Stonewall like as in Jackson from the Civil War, and I thought yeah. oh, they can't have done that. Oh, okay. Okay. So, question number three, council or code name? Lansbury. Lansbury. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Operation. I'm going to say Operation Lansbury sounds, yeah, plausible. It does. Unfortunately, it's a council ward for Tower Hamlets. Oh, oh, at least too good at this. He's been cheating. I know. Didn't come up with any, but suddenly knows them all. I know, right? (laughs) Googling the background. Yeah, frantic typing is on mute half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. 
Uh, sorry, that was three. Question number four. Yep. Cottage. Operation Cottage. Operation. Under Operation. Mm, mm, mm. So, gonna... far, so far, you've been alternating them. So we can stick about that. <laughs> I, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna say Council War because I think it could be like somewhere like Fulham because they're they're craving cottage, isn't it? I'm gonna say that. Yeah, Council. Fortunately, it's Operation oh, Cottage, which is the 1943 <laughs> Allied attack of Kiska in the Aleutian Islands, Alaska. Operation Cottage. Yeah. Operation Cottage. Didn't think that through well, did they? (laughs) (laughs) Colonel George Michael leading the charge. All Um, right. (laughs) Operation Wham. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew Ridgely just looking confused. Chaucer. Oh, that's got. Or council. That's got to be an. That's got to be an operation. It's got to be. Say it again, sorry. Chaucer. C-H-E-C-E-R. Chaucer. Uh, what's the last one? Operation. Operation. I'm going to go with Codename. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It is a council ward of South Ward. South no Ward. Way. You broke the pattern. I did? No, you just misremembered. <laughs> So there is a pattern. There, there is a pattern. <laughs> of Southwark. So Southwark is Chaucer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Chaucer Council. Okay. Number six. Vassal. Council or code name? Code name. No, I'm going code name for that. That sounds definitely like a code name. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you both score nil point. As it oh, is what? a council ward of Lambeth. Vassal? Vassal. That's... Crazy, isn't it? That's, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, number seven. Council ward code name. Hambone. That's a, that's an operation. I think I've heard of that one as well. Um, yeah, I'm going to go operation. You are both correct. Hambone is the 1994 Allied deceptive operation to hint at the false invasion of southern France before the start of Operation Overlord. Hambone. Hambone Solo. Operational code name. Culverin. Council. Uh, I'm going to say Operation. I think, again, I think I've heard of this one. Uh, and Duncan will be correct. Colverin is the 1943 operation proposed Allied invasion of northern Sumatra. Yes. Ah. One for Dunk and no point for Lee. Number nine. Council or, or code name? Chetty Ford. Oh my Council. God. Was it again? Ch- Chetty Ford. One word. Chetty Ford. <sighs> got no idea on this uh i'm gonna say council you would unfortunately both be wrong it's the 1990 1994 the 1944 allied deceptive operation to hit a hint at false invasion of the balklands before the start of operation shingle Ah. oh my god that's very specific number 10 in the top 10 list of council world code name is cordwainer I'm going council for that. That sounds like a council area. I'm going operation. 
And Duncan would be right. Yes. Right on. is a council ward of the City of London. Oh, really? <laughs> How interesting. That, that was quite interesting. At the I end of round that. two, Lee, you have scored an additional one, two, three, four, five <laughs> out of ten. He's still getting... Oh, look. Duncan, He's definitely played this before. Got on the scoreboard with four out of ten. Four? That's abysmal. Well, there's only one worse than Lee. Yeah. Yeah, but Lee's had how many gin and tonics? Yeah, that's true. To be that, particularly difficult ones. That, they the were tricky. Obvious. Yeah, it, it's amazing how how closely they sound when you've got weird council ward names. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, you look at them and go, uh, "There's no way that can be anything other than." Oh no, it is. Oh, oh wait. Oh yeah. Okay, so back to. Uh, round three yep. of military operation or crap UK nightclub. <laughs> well, that's, that's been just meant to be. I've nowhere known if these are crap. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. They, they're probably fine, upstanding, uh, wonderful uh, drink emporiums. Yeah, get um, that to slander. Thanks, mate. Yeah, what? Are oh, they not that either? Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, so the first one is. So, military operation or nightclub. The first one is casino. Okay. Um, yeah. It gets trickier. Code, code name has got to be a uh, operation. Code, yeah. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that... Um, yeah. No, code name, surely. It is a nightclub in Guildford. Oh, my God. You... You annoying person. Yeah. How could you pick a place I've been to? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, Eddie. I, I thought you might rum. have been. You're going to blame the rum? Yeah, I'm going to blame you the rum. you going to unleash the Kraken? Uh, no, it's Captain Morgan's at the moment. Oh, okay. I can say that because I'm legally sponsored by them. They've... Okay. I bought so shares. The next, the next up in the uh, military operation or night cl- UK nightclub is... Gaff. Operation. Um, I don't know. Gaff could, Gaff could be a nightclub. I'm going to go nightclub. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It is a 1944 military operation to kill or capture oh. Field Marshal Erwin Rommel. Oh, really? The one in, is this one in the oh. in desert? No, this was apparently the one in uh, France. Yeah, it was uh, apparently unsuccessful and it was, uh, it was uh, resulted in the destruction of some trains. And right. uh, a German HQ, but not his. So, yeah. Yeah, still win. Quite interesting. Um, next up in the uh, military operation or is Kitten. <laughs> That's got to be a nightclub. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, Operation. Operation Kitten. It's an operation. What are you saying, Lee? I'm saying nightclub. Okay. Eddie's right. It's the 1944 British and Canadian advance to the same. <laughs> Operation the Kitten. Only, the only Sorry. reason is because that came up on my list as I was trying to compile it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's not the most super hyper-aggressive uh, operation, no. is it? Operation Kill Switch. No, no. Kitten. Kitten. Uh, yeah. Uh, next up, we have Corporation. Nightclub. Uh, corporation says well corporate was, a, was an operation so yeah I'm going to go nightclub it is it's a nightclub in Sheffield both it's, score a point 
Yeah, cause operation corp- Corporation. Sorry, corporate was an operation, not corporation. So, oh, he's using knowledge now. It's dangerous. Eddie's using knowledge. It's all getting very... Uh... Really? Because I, I didn't get the nightclub that I've been in. Well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that, that is tragically true. Um, <laughs> next up is Zipper. It has to be an operation, Zipper. Well, it could be a nightclub as well. So. It could be, but I wouldn't want to go in it. <laughs> I could go Operation. Eddie? Operation, mate. Yep, it's the 1945 planned British seaborne landing in Malaya. Operation Zipper. Malaya. Uh, next up, Cuba. Just nightclub. Cuba. Nightclub. Yeah, it's a nightclub in Plymouth. Oh, I was going to be tricky than that. Yeah. Apparently, it's, um, there's one of two, apparently, I yeah. believe. There's one up in um, <sighs> Cambridge. Oh, there you go. There you go. That is one I have been in. Ha ha. Yeah. Uh, next up, Slippery. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I'm going to go with code name. It's good. <laughs> yep. I'm going to say code name. Yeah. Yeah. It was indeed. It was a code name for uh, operation, a deception operation as part of Operation Zipper. So they had Zipper and Slippery. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I don't know who thought that was a good idea. There we go. Uh, it's a different time. You couldn't just come out back then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next up is Dolphin. Nightclub. Oh, um... I can see it being a Navy operation, but I'm going to go in my club as well. No, you're both. Uh, it's wrong. It's a German withdrawal from Samoa in Estonia. Operation oh, Dolphin. Oh, I should have gone my first guts. Okay. Yep. So it was an evacuation one, sounds right. Well, it was a naval operation, so I was right about that. Yes, yeah, you were. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up is Lux. Lux. Oh, that's a nightclub. Easy. Hmm. And there's a nightclub as well. I can't think what it'd be an operation for. Yep, it's a nightclub in Wigan, apparently. Wigan. Wow. Yep. <laughs> now, now, come on. There are nightclubs in, you know, other parts of the country. But they're allowed. Uh, the next one up is Cameo. Cameo. Operation. Operation, yeah, yeah. I agree. It, no, it's a nightclub in Eastbourne. Oh! <laughs> Eastbourne has nightclubs? Apparently. <laughs> How do you people get to that? Yes, yeah, it's 4pm onwards. Four, four yeah, it's got, <laughs> yeah, it's got an early bird special uh, on, uh, on vodka Red Bulls. And the very, very last one, Magic Carpet. Operation. Operation. Yeah, it was the 1945-1946 uh, operation to uh, repatriate all the uh, American post personnel post-World uh, War Two. It was called Operation Magic Carpet. There cool. we go, and that rounds us out. Okay, so that round, Lee, you scored six out of ten. Oh, he's done very well. I got eight. Oh, yeah. Ed, and you missed out the one you went to. Yeah. Like You're not going to live that down for a while. I'm sorry. I don't know. So what's the final score for the Ed versus Lee? Yeah. Uh, well, you've got eight, five, and six. So 11 says so 19 out of 10. 19 out of 10? Uh, yeah. 
because I've just written it down as 19 out of 10. <laughs> 19 out of 30. Oh, Eddie. Um, what have you done? And I'm on 13 out of 20. Oh, nice. And I'm on four. So if we divide the score by three... <laughs> well, to get an average... Get an average. Expected, expected score. So that, that last one's going to let me down because I did one in the first two and fluffed it in the last one. Hey, five out of ten on the second one as well. I got you. I got you with my councils. Yeah, <laughs> they were hard. I know, right? I think they were harder than the the nightclubs because they've got weird names half the time. So you got six like, really three weird. recurring. Oh, very good. Um, very consistent. And I'm on. Gosh, I'm trusting a calculator at this point because mental arithmetic in this state is not good. I'm on six point five recurring, and Duncan's on four. Yeah, I lost. It's basically what it comes out as. Oh. So uh, I, the prize goes to me. Does it? Apparently. Is is the prize uh, a VIP session in Casino in Guildford? It is indeed. Oh. Other than me. Yeah, you could call it Operation Casino. I could call it Operation Casino, and then next year I'll be right on both counts. There you go. So that that was <laughs> that was the first and possibly only uh, iteration of military operation or casino nightclub slash slash council slash yeah, strange council name code, code name or council <laughs> code name or council. We might have to bring that back at some point. I quite like Code Name or Council. It has a certain ring to it. I quite like that, yeah. Oh. There is a baffling number, though. There was. Like military yeah, operations. The, the website article was like the world's worst, the worst named council wards. Oh, really? Yeah. Because there was someone that was just like, it's so far-fetched, you wouldn't even believe it was a military code name. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah. That's the end of the year, boys. It's been a good year. Very good. Yeah. Well, happy Christmas to everyone and a yeah. prosperous new year to all yep. of you listeners. Hope hope Santa brings you all the, the plastic hobby crack that you desire. <laughs> Absolutely. Add to the pile of shame. Oh, oh, by the way, um, I found out it's totally... I consulted with my lawyer and they said it's totally legal for you to buy miniature presents for yourself as long as you address it from Santa. Oh, really? If you, do you write yourself a little note? Yeah, if you write to Eddie, yep. then post it to uh, to my house in the south you know, south of England yep. from Santa, that's totally legal. Do you have to open it with a lot of surprise and go, <gasps> Oh, this? wow. Thank you, Santa. Wow. The magic of Christmas. Pounds of 470 is just what I wanted. Oh, how did you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So there you go. We're going to shoot and scoot now because I've shot and got this entire half bottle of rum. Yep. What are we going to give ourselves a rating today? Well, it's up to dice, isn't it? Oh, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that's dice. The dice of war dice. It's a grey dice with white dots. Um, What's that? It's a helmet. Like a silver helmet. Oh, it's Gross Deutschland. Oh. G and D. That's what they're doing. They're aren't they? They've got to be. Right, so I'm going to say a three plus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a four. (laughs) Oh, we end the year on a high. That's it. That's it. Stick a fork in it. 
Stick a fork in it, boys. I'm done. Yep. Oh. Just I've, like the Dallas Cowboys. I've just realised that I've completely ruined my. Oh, ending. do say that. <laughs> it's like. It's still, it's still a chance. It's still a chance. It's, it's, like... <laughs> it's still good. It's still good. Say, say, say 10-6 in the dying minutes of the third quarter. It's still a chance to get back. Wow, that league really does, is awful, isn't it? It's it's not been a good year. So, the Armour Train Regular Podcast you've been listening to was huge and scooped. The Planes of World Podcast from the team at Breakthrough Assault and Coding UK was brought to you by support from Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and Responsible Alcohol Abuse. <laughs> I'm not sure you can have responsible and abuse in the same sentence, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what my lawyer said. <laughs>